Hey, welcome to the Straight Sports Podcast. We're your host, Joshua and Tishar. In this podcast, we give our opinions on our favorite sports, which are basketball, soccer, and wrestling. You know, I want to say real quick, you know, it's been a little while, but we're excited to be back. You know, we have a huge episode in store for you. You know, we got a special guest coming at the end of the episode. We're going to be talking about who is our pick to come out the East and the West in the NBA and tell to you guys who's our team to to win the NBA championship. It's going to be, this is a huge episode. We're really excited. So uh, let's get into it. Topic number one. Today, we will be discussing part two of our three-part topic where we talk about each NBA team and say whether they exceeded our expectations this season, fell short of our expectations and underperformed this season, or have met our expectation and played as predicted. Today, we will cover teams between the 10th and the 6th seed. So we'll start in the East, number 10, the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks, I mean, this team, I have to say, underperformed. Like last season, they were in the conference finals, believe it or not. And this season, they're 10th. Like, isn't that crazy? The roster is pretty much similar. Young is still playing crazy. He has great numbers. Not too many changes in the roster. It's very similar. And, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, this team is very much underperforming. I expect them to be one of the higher seeds, you know? Probably in the fourth through seventh yeah, range. There, yeah. like, like, comfortably, though. Yeah. And they're, they're this low. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to yeah. blame Nate McMillan because I think he's a solid coach. For the last year. You can't, you can't do that, yeah. Like, and he deserves that coaching is, position. Man. They have John Collins on that roster, another good young player. Like, the team is good. I just don't know what it – maybe it's not clicking this year. I don't know. It's, it's just disappointing to me. And especially with the way I see Trent playing, he's playing at an elite level. And it's just sad that, you know, that the roster isn't – actually, I can't even say it's the roster. Like, it's really just sad that this team isn't playing up to their full potential, in my opinion. Because yeah. I think they should be one of the better teams in the East. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean – you said it right on the dot. I mean, underperformed for sure. They, the season before, they had this corner, this kind of. I feel. I, I would say Cinderella story. I mean, a team that was fifth in the East, and and they played the Knicks, and there was a lot of hype around. You know, the Knicks back in the playoffs for after a, a long time. I know Danny was very happy, and and then uh, Trey Young became a villain in New York, and they won in five games. They played the Sixers. You know. The first C, which, like you were telling me, Josh, earlier, seeding, you know, doesn't matter. But still, for them to beat the Sixers, nobody saw it coming. Sixers were number one for a reason, and they knocked out the Sixers. And then they played the Milwaukee Bucks, and they lost in six games. You know, Trey Young got her and Giannis. Who knows how the series would have been if they, both teams were healthy. I mean, yeah. and in this season coming in, they're like, they were a lot lower, but they started to, you know, catch fire. And now they're a lot higher. Like, there's 10th, but they were even lower than this. But... I think they still have a chance at that playoffs, um, but it's definitely surprising for them to be this low, like in the in the standings. Did not see this coming. Trey Younger's playing at an elite level, similar to last season. I mean, he made the All Star team. He was a, if I if I'm correct, uh, he was a starter, right? So in the All Star yeah. game. So I mean, he's even playing better probably than last season. It's so hard to say that Trey Young, like top passer in the league, a top scorer in the league, uh, it's shocking for sure. They underperformed and uh, definitely underperformed. Number nine, the Charlotte Hornets. I said this team has met my expectations. I mean, I didn't expect them to be, like, much higher. I mean, I expect them to, like, not competitive, but a good basketball team led by LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, and some other good pieces coached by... um By a prodigy coming from San Antonio. Yeah, James Borrego, good, yeah. good coach. I mean, they're playing good basketball. I mean, I think they can... They got a shot at the playoffs. Yeah, they because... do. I mean, of course, I root for it because who doesn't want to see LaMelo Ball? He's showtime. Yeah. When he comes on the yeah, court, he's, he's showtime, and you want to watch passer. it. Yeah, but like I was saying, pretty much, like, they pretty much met my expectations. I thought they'd be around here. I mean, I, I didn't really imagine them much higher or much lower. 
I don't think they're that bad or that great, but I feel like this roster has potential. Good young team, like I said, and yeah, they met my expectations. For me, I'm going to have to say expected as well. I mean, they were in a similar position last season. I think they were the uh, they were the 10th seed last season when the Pacers were ninth. Um, yeah. You know, they were in that range, uh, you know, being in the play-in. I think that's it's a small range, especially the fact that the East is so difficult this season. There's too many good teams. Um, to me, it's expected. You know, they're playing still great basketball. Like I said, the East is very competitive. They have a really good team. They have an all-star in the LaMelo ball. Miles Bridges, you know, people say potential snub. I put him on my list, but LaMelo and Miles Bridge, both all-star caliber players. You know, Gordon Hayward, you know, Terry Rozier, great coach. Just a great team overall. It's fun to watch. Brought excitement back to the Charlotte franchise. Um, and, you know, they're going to be a good team to come in the future. And, um, you know, this year, you know, they'll have a chance at that playoff push. Obviously, they're right now they're ninth, so they would have to win two games to get in. But we'll see if they'll be able to make it because, you know, right now we look like the Cavs, Toronto, the Nets, Charlotte and Atlanta's in that list. Obviously, one of them is going to get the 60, you know, either probably Toronto, the Cavs or the Nets maybe. But, yeah. Number eight, the Brooklyn Nets. Very much underperformed. No. My predictions in the beginning of the season, I had them as being one of the better teams. I mean, but they, it's, uh, it's very scary now with the news that came out. Yeah, especially with the news that we will talk about later uh, with Kyrie becoming. Oh, my goodness. What a shock able to, to play now at home games. Like I was saying, underperformed. I mean, made two to like the, you know, the commotion in the beginning of the season with Kyrie being part time, not being able to play home games, yeah. injuries, the Harden issues, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, him not trying, as some people might say, but, you know, it all just came together for them to have a pretty, like, underwhelming season, pretty yeah. much. I mean, they, there's still time to redeem it in the postseason, but I feel like, as it's said now, the regular season, it's just not good enough. Yeah, they clearly underperformed. Obviously, you know, like I said, told, there was a lot of factors of reason why they underperformed. They had 11 to 12, I think, a long losing streak that they eventually broke. Um, but obviously, with, you know, Kyrie being part-time in and out the lineup, and then James, you know, being unhappy, you know, becomes became a problem, and, you know, and he... He axed out, and it was a whole dilemma with that. And then KD being hurt, because before KD was hurt, they were the first seed. Yeah. And then it comes back, they're the eighth. So, I mean, it speaks to the greatness of that one player. So, But obviously, it was a lot. Kyrie being not being able to play every single game, you know, with James' situation again, once again. And then, you know, with KD. So, yeah, it's basically, they underperformed, obviously. But, I mean, things are looking up now. Like you said, we're going to talk about it later with the Kyrie situation. He's now back full-time. So, I mean... Didn't envision them being HC with that type of talent. So, yeah. number seven, the Toronto Raptors. Oh, this team has exceeded my expectations like very much. Last season they were twelfth, and they've done very well for themselves to be in this position. I mean, they have a great core in Fred VanVleet, Pascal yeah, Siakam, Scotty Barnes. Oh, Scotty Barnes, got to put Gary some respect Trent. on his name. And a solid coach in um Nick Nurse. I mean, they're playing good basketball. Um, and yeah, they just exceeded. I thought. Yeah. Last season they they were horrible, like straight up, like like they they sucked last season. Damn. And, and I don't know if it was because maybe they wanted a better pick, which it probably has something to do with it. But I thought they would be around the same spot because the roster hasn't changed. I mean, they added some pieces, obviously, but like I mean, I guess that just comes down to you know playing together as a unit, good coaching, and buying into the system, which yeah. I always like system systems like that, you know, team oriented. Yeah. And I just feel like they passed my expectations in. They did very well for themselves this season. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you again, right on the dot. Exceeded, of course, you know, the season before, you know, Kyle Lowry left, you know, with the DeRozan situation. Kawhi Leonard left previously. So, obviously, looking at the team, it looked like a clear rebuild, and Messiah had a vision, and he still believed in this team, and they can compete. And, 
you know, obviously took some time. You know, they well actually only one year because they missed the playoffs only you know one year. But you, I mean, obviously they have to first qualify. This season goes through the play-in, but they're back to being competitive. It was just one year of probably not being competitive, and they're back. Obviously, Fred Van Fleet taking a huge emergence. You know, since Kyle Lowry and everybody they left, Kawhi Leonard, and you know he was an All Star, so he's improved. Pascal Siakam is playing really good. Scotty Barnes, you know, the pick that a lot of people looked at, like, hey, you they passed on Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Um, people shocked and this pick looks great. I mean, can't complain, right? This is the is a very good pick, Scotty Barnes. The like I said, I know we don't sometimes like to do this comparison thing, but he reminds me a lot, like on the defensive end, he reminds me a lot of, you know, Kawhi Leonard able to guard, you know. Anybody's a two way player on the offensive end, like he's tall as KD. If he could just develop, you know, that offensive game, he has a skill set of being a kind of a combination of those two players, which is crazy to say. Like yeah. defensively, that great, like Kawhi Leonard could lock up, and then offensively, he has the potential to do that. Obviously, I'm not going to compare because Katie's, you know, he's the best player in the world, so we cannot, you know, like making those small comparisons. And he has the potential to be a superstar. So he has that potential. So yeah, exceed our expectations. And if they're in the playoffs, they're going to be a tough outing for any team. Number six, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Also exceeded. They were 13th last season. Also pretty bad. Also, they were predicted to only have 28 wins by, I think, some like, I don't know if it was betting odds, but maybe it was ESPN or something like that. Like, they were only predicted for these many wins. And look at them. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they were playing great. Like, they actually played great basketball. Great to watch. Darius Garland is special, I think. Yeah, potential coach of the year candidate, J.B. Bickerstaff. Facts. J.B. Bickerstaff is a talented coach. Dre Allen is also really good. Like, their roster is... And it's funny because people were coming into the season clowning the roster saying it's all big men. Oh, yeah, 82-0. Yeah. and 0. And then Jared Allen kind of even... They, they clowned on and it. And they but, proved them wrong. Hey, I they mean, can't say anything with the talent. What's your Honestly, Darius Garland is a star in this league. He is. The roster composition was surprising to me in the beginning of the season, I'll admit it. But the Maybe coach LeBron should come back. <laughs> Go back to Cleveland. Yeah, but the coach and the organization, they they did it. They They stuck to their plan. They held to it. And they performed. And, and I can only see them getting better. Like, we know when we talk about the Cavs, you know, we've always talked about LeBron's played. And, of course, he's a legend. He's won a championship there. You know, he broke the drought. He was part of it with, you know, Kyrie and everybody else. Yeah. But something to know that they've su- succeeded, you know, without LeBron James. I know it took yep. them a few years. But once LeBron left, uh, went to the Lakers, took them a few years. But they have succeeded, you know. This mm-hmm. is without LeBron James. They have not done this before. So I think that's also a big thing to, to look at. Like, you know, yeah, LeBron left. And, you know, that's his choice. But we're the Cavs and we're relevant. True. They're playing great. I mean, there's nothing bad I can say. Like, they have a bunch of young talent on the roster. Jared Allen is a star, I think. Everybody Colin Sexton hasn't even played. You know? That's true. And Jared Allen's hurt too to now. They got like, Rondo. I mean, what, you know, what got... their potential is. Like, it's, it's really high, I think. I'm going to have to agree to exceed expectations, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, they were, like, <laughs> so many years not really that good of a team. And they come in this season, nobody thinks they're going to make the playoffs. And Darius Garland, he is a really good passer. Like, I'll be seeing, like, 13 assists. I'm like, dang. Now Ronja Rondo's on his team. He's going to go to another level. You know, Jared Allen, all-star. He made the all-star team. You know, Brooklyn, hey, good looks. You gave uh, James, <laughs> uh, with the James Harden trade, you gave them Jared Allen. And also, I forgot, Karis LaVert is on the team. So, good looks yeah. to Brooklyn. But obviously, Levert was in Indiana and then, but still, like, he's there now. Um, the Cavs are good. They have a really good team. I like the mixture of the young guys and the vets. The Cavs knew, you know, with the, you know, injury of Ricky Rubio and then, you know, Colin Sexton, they needed another playmaker and they got it. You know, they went out, got Raja Rondo from the Lakers. Um, they went out to get Karis Levert. They really putting an emphasis on making this push this season of being a playoff team. 
And they got a lot of talent. And I like the mixture again, you know, with Colin Sexton, you know, Garland, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. Those are young. uh, Laurie Markkinen, Sida Osman. And then you combine it with some vets like Kevin Love and Ronda, who's been there, you know, who's won championships. So I like the mixture. And J.B. Bickerstaff, what can I say? Potential coach of the year candidate. This kind of feels like the Knicks story with the way the Knicks were with Tibbs, but just a little bit better. No knock on Danny, but better uh, this story because they're really talented. They got a lot of talent. They're over... And, you know, a lot of times teams, like, we think about Milwaukee. Milwaukee's one of those tall teams that won a championship, right? Like, with, like, having a Giannis, Chris yeah. Middleton, Brooke Lopez. The Cavs start marking in Allen and, <laughs> and Mobley. We forgot we even yeah, talked about mentioning the rookie of the year, in our opinions. Like, uh, they start with that kind of lineup. It's so effective. They're really good defensively. So, yeah, exceed expectation. They're really fun to watch. I'm just happy for Cleveland. They just deserve to be relevant again. So, moving on to the West. We already talked about the Pelicans and they're already the 10 C and, it, you know, the standings change. So we're just going to talk about the team that we didn't talk about. So the number 12 C, the Portland Trailblazers. Being honest, like from the beginning of the season, I had them way higher. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll just say straight up, like they fell short. I mean, but if I were to have to adjust it for like after the, the moves, I mean, I say expected like because this team is not good. Even being honest from before, like I always thought that the roster was overrated. Like, all they had with Damon CJ, they got rid of CJ. I mean, we knew that they couldn't keep the same team. Like, everybody I mean, knew yeah, that. True, but, like, but... trades they made, like, they got a lot. I mean, obviously, no disrespect to the players, but they obviously didn't get better. Yeah. And, obviously, Dame's hurt and he's out for the season. But if their plan is to build around Dame, it's just, it's just hard. Because I remember Dame coming out and saying, like, you know, like, there's talent that goes to Milwaukee. Or did he say, uh, was it Cleveland or OKC? He said one of those teams. But, like, we got to think about Milwaukee was not really any free agents came. It was kind of yeah. Giannis got drafted, Chris Middleton. Okay, Drew Holiday through trade. But, like, usually you get these stars through trades. You know what I'm saying? And he's so also like, forgetting that the teams that he's naming are players who, at the time, you could say he, he said the Cavs, which I believe is re- for reference to LeBron. And, of course, like, if LeBron's there, a lot of players come in. Also, they didn't get that many. Like, if you think about top tier, obviously Kyrie yeah. was there. Kevin Love came technically. Well, it was kind of like a sign and trade. Yeah. But like, after that, like when Kyrie left, they tried to like, not a lot of stars even admitted that. They're like, you know, now being in LA, like he believes he can get it. You know, when he was in Cleveland, not a lot of people want to come. So obviously when you have a talent like LeBron, you know, some saying, but like Portland, there's no knock. Obviously it's a great place, but it's hard for like anybody. It's hard. We know the statement he made. I just don't feel like anybody was going to go there, especially how, how bad of a team they are. Yeah, but just to um continue though, like I said from last season, I mean, and even in the beginning of the season, I, I mean, always they're always in like the playoff mix, so I guess considering that, I mean, I'd just say they underperformed. Uh, so me, I said the Blazers as expected. I'd even don't even think they underperformed. Obviously, if they were healthy, they had obviously if they didn't trade and had Dame seed, they would have been yeah. in that mix of playing, I right? Mean. That's what I expected. But obviously they're hurt, so you're gonna expect them to be the 12 seed, uh, especially if they they traded everybody. Um, so everyone. they literally trade everybody and to me look I don't have if Lillard, Lillard's law and I respect that I really do but like it's just hard to me to envision to think like in a few years you're going to win a championship when you have teams like um, we still got the Warriors they're relevant we got the Sixers we haven't even spoke about the pairing of Joe, James Harden and Joel Embiid uh, we got Brooklyn I mean Celtics there's too many teams but right now you can name like maybe 20 a lot of teams better than the Portland Trailblazers yeah Portland Trailblazers is no disrespect, but obviously because it's this season, we'll see what happens in the next season. They're like in the level of Orlando or Pistons, do you think? Like, now maybe not yeah. that bad, but like, <laughs> but like because no, right now because Dame's not playing. That's what I meant. Yeah, 
Like, like you can expect any team to go out there and beat them. Now, obviously, if Dame is playing, that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? There's no disrespect mm-hmm. on any team, but, like, obviously, because right now. But that's different. You know, they know the season is over. So, um, but my point is, this is expected. Like, I just didn't expect them to be, like, a top one seed or something. I just felt like they'd be in that playing range. And, obviously, because of everybody they traded and, and Dame being out, this is expected them to not to not be in the playoff picture. And their one bright spot is Anthony Simons has been balling. I mean, there was a game. He was averaging, he's been like averaging 30, you know, in like previous games. I think he got hurt, but like he's a, he's a talented star. But I just think, again, for the franchise and Dame, I think it's time to move on. Like it's hard. Let, let's see what happens in the offseason. But I think we both know. I'm trying to look at the free agents. I mean, James Harden has a player option. He's going to stay. Kyrie Irving, I mean, he's not going to Portland. So like, it's yeah. <laughs> Zach yeah. Levine, I mean, also they play the same position. So it's just hard. I don't know. I don't know who's coming. I mean, you might get some decent players, but. You're telling me again, star players hard to see. So, but hey, we'll see what happens. Number nine. Can't believe I'm saying this, but they're the ninth seed, the Los Angeles Lakers. Underperform from my preseason predictions because this team. I'm sorry, this team sucks. You don't gotta be sorry. This roster combination is horrible. The GM for the first time has failed. The GM has failed. This roster is not it. Anthony Davis is injury prone. He's out consistently. Russell Westbrook has been playing like trash. He's been playing like trash. And I say that <laughs> with no disrespect intended. Yeah, obviously, because obviously we heard. He's you know, I just want to say, yeah, I want to say something, Josh, real quick before we talk about it. You know, obviously we heard about the Russell Westbrook, you know, his, you know, his family and uh, getting yeah. death threats. You know, of course, we are totally against that. That should yeah, not happen to any player. That's crossing the line. Um, But when it comes to, I think, now if you want to, I think this even notion of calling somebody Westbrook, obviously he doesn't like it. And now that he said it, any away arena he goes to, they are going to yeah, say that. Yeah. So True. to me, the notion is like, I feel like he hasn't owned up to playing bad. And I feel like he should own up to. And I feel like, you know, just like this name, like, yeah, I think it comes to the territory of being a basketball player. Like this yeah. is like you signed up for this. I mean, LeBron James, he's heard a lot of things throughout his career. Yeah. I'm pretty, he's heard it the most. So I know Russell Westbrook, he's a hall of famer. But like you're gonna hear this as star players, you just gotta you gotta accept it. Like you're this is part of the league, and especially you're in the Lakers. Like when you're playing in Washington, no disrespect, like you're not gonna hear too much noise. But you play for the Lakers, you have expectations, and then also you came out to say that um I had no expectations coming here. That is crazy. That's bogus. That's Even Magic Johnson said something about yeah, that. You cannot come out if you wear the purple and gold, you cannot come out and say that you have no yeah, expectations. He's on a super team. You think LeBron James wants to be a non-playoff team? Yeah. That's not what LeBron James. LeBron James every season, it's about the chip. Oh, yeah. That's what he's about. True. You can't. You look. It doesn't even matter what seat they were. You just can't say that. That's true. But like, obviously, you know, like once again, the death threats. We were totally against that. Shouldn't happen to any player. That's taking it way too far. But when it comes to you know the name calling and him saying no expectation, like I said, it just comes with the fact that you know, um. That he plays for the Lakers, and, and that has a factor yeah. in everything. But, yeah, yeah, continue, Josh. I just want to, you know, get that off. Yeah, uh, pretty much, like I said, uh, this play hasn't been that great, and the team isn't isn't that good. I hope Frank Vogel doesn't get the scapegoat and, and get fired. Yeah, I feel like he is going to get fired. It seems like that's what's going to happen. I feel happening. like he is. It's it's It feels like it's going to happen. Like, I just it, don't want it to happen. It's crazy because 37-year-old LeBron has to drop 30 points a night plus for them to even be competitive. Actually, 50 to win. Yeah, like, like, like that's crazy to even say. He's playing out of his mind. Obviously, he's always in the MVP consideration, but 
I mean, his yeah. team is. He won't be in now. it, but like he's still playing as a top yeah. talent. It's crazy. It's crazy to say, man. Yeah, they clearly underperformed. I mean, I picked them to win the championship in the preseason. I f- I'm looking yeah. like a fool right now I mean, on this I mean, podcast. You can't say that because like the team literally, it's a super team. Like you have three. Hall of Fame players, arguably. There's three Hall of Fame players on the team. I'm happy you brought that up because I feel like... I don't even acknowledge that. Yeah. I feel, I feel like the notion around is like, oh, because, you know, they're old in the trash. Let's not forget, if we're going to talk about failed super team, this is the biggest failed super team out there. Yes. You're telling me you have Anthony Davis. I understand he's been hurt, but you have Anthony Davis. He's a star. LeBron James, he's a superstar. You got Russell Westbrook. He's a star. You got Carmelo, Hall of Famer. Dwight Howard, Hall of Famer. And, and then the talent, they... You know, they got and some young guys. 75th anniversary team. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, Dwight Melo Howard too. got robbed, though. Let's he not did, forget did, about that. But yeah. this is crazy. Like, this, they, they, this is a super team. And I, I know we talk about this team being trash because that's what they performed. And obviously, yeah. age, everything has a factor. But they built this team. So LeBron was a part. I'm not saying you can't just say, you know, yeah, LeBron, you know, he has a say in it. He made, he wanted Russ and he got in, you know, and, and they listened. Obviously, they had other offers on the table, but it is what it is. But, like, this is a failed super team. No question. Because, like, they have so much talent. And, like, I feel like, yeah, you know, when it comes to – we'll talk about, obviously, NCs will see if they make the playoffs or not. If they don't make it, well, we'll talk about potentially this impacts LeBron legacy. I feel like as a great player, every season has an impact. You know what I'm saying? Especially this because yeah. of how – this is a – this is a Anthony Davis and LeBron James, we saw what they did in the bubble. They that, that talented. Yeah. But, unfortunately, injuries – the fit Russell Westbrook has fit has been so bad. I mean, Ma- Magic Johnson even said like, if they don't make the playoffs, this could be the worst trade in Laker history. That's true. But they underperformed clearly because, like I said, I had them winning a championship in the preseason, and I was clearly wrong. They're like the ninth seed. They're probably. I mean, I don't even know if they're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna find out. And obviously, LeBron James has been playing out of his mind. He has to play great for them to be good. And then we got Anthony Davis. He can't stay on the court. Unfortunately, he's injury prone, and you just got to say he is. Russell Westbrook's been a bad fit. He's underperformed tremendously all season long. He's playing a little better now, but, like, the roster's old. You know, no offense to them. That's no knock on them. It's just we were seeing it. When we're talking about that, they can't guard anybody. Uh, Jalen Green came out and said when they played the Rockets that the game plan was to attack Melo. He violated. (laughs) He came out straight and said that. And with the notion of Frank Vogel being skateboard, I don't, I don't like this. Always coach get fired, coach get fired. Um, Frank Vogel has been number one defensively in his first two seasons with the Lakers. You want to know why? Because of the personnel. He had Danny Green, you know, guys like KCP. He had the per- Javel McGee. You know what I'm saying? He had the personnel. When you give him personnel, no offense, like Russell Westbrook, he can't guard nobody. Carmelo's not a good defender, and Anthony Davis is out all the time. So like, the personnels are not good defenders. What is he supposed to do? Like, he can give you a game plan, and if they don't execute it, it is what it is. He's a great coach, and I feel like. He's going to continue to get disrespect, and it feels like he's going to get fired. Of course, I don't want him to get fired because he doesn't deserve it. I feel like you give him a roster that fits his coaching style, and if he underperforms then, now you have those conversations. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't give him a roster that fits his defensive mind. You gave him offensive players, basically. That's true. Yeah, good point. That's unfair. Like, that's totally unfair. But anyways, the Lakers underperformed. They've been the story all season long of how, like you said, they're trash, and that's it. The bottom line is they're trash. All right, number eight, the Los Angeles Clippers. Exceeded. I'll give credit when credit is due. Yeah, finally, you gave us our respects. And to me, like, Tyler is one of the best coaches in the NBA. Yeah, say that again. Ronald isn't there. Paul George isn't isn't there. He's been out for a long time. And, I mean, honestly, what he's doing with his roster is actually special. Like, I'm serious. 
they're eight seed. He's even, and they're even acquiring more pieces. Four and zero against the Lakers. The just want to put it out there. Four and zero against the yeah, Lakers. They, they swept them in the season series, which I mean is crazy to even say. But <laughs> wow. I mean, the Clippers playing great basketball. I mean, for what they have, it's just honestly, it's it's, it's fun to watch. I'm being honest. Like, thank you. They're playing good and exceeded. I mean, they're comfortably in the playoffs, which I'm honestly impressed. And Tyloo has impressed me a lot. You have a point there. Like, if they have no these two stars for so many months. Like you would think of them in Portland's level. Uh, but yeah, I just want to say they exceeded tremendously. I mean, Ty Lue is one of the best coaches in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how he's figured yeah. out to do this. We got a lot. There's a lot of talent there. You know, there's not a legit star there, but a lot of young too. We got Reggie. He's been playing great. Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, Zubat, Isaiah Hartenstein, you know, Terrence Mann. Two, a lot of talent. I'm just excited with this team, how they perform. They really show what the Clippers is about. Like, yeah, we don't have our stars, but we're going to compete. And that's what Ty Lue has invested in. Like, yeah, you understand, we don't have the talent like other teams like Philly or Golden State, all these teams have, but we're going to compete and we're going to make it tough. And they've had wins like, wow, they beat the they beat the Warriors, for example. They've had those kind of wins. They played the Suns and they were very competitive. So give Ty Lue credit. This team has exceeded and uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm booking it. They're making the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Number seven, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Exceeded a lot, honestly. Mm. I suppose this team to be more on the playing area. Well, I mean, technically they are. They're seven. I so. mean, yeah, they are, but I mean. You mean I mean, the lower like end? The lower, yeah, like oh, okay. the lower half of the playing area. Oh, that makes they're sense. They're playing good. Like, they're playing well. They've been great. Young trio. Carthony Towns. Angela Edwards Russell, is a star in this league. Anthony Edwards. Velo. I mean, they're playing good. They Patrick play good Beverly. Yeah. Pat Beverly, you know, a good veteran. And I feel like he fits right into the team. They're playing well, I mean. And. Shout out to Carlton Towns. He did um, win the three-point contest. Which was Shout out to them. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about I know we didn't even yeah. get a chance to talk about All-Star yeah, Game. Yeah. But that dunk contest. Whoa! That was whack. Yeah, yeah horrible. But, but yeah. Right, hey, OB Toppin, New York. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I really do like the, the Wolves roster. I mean, I feel like in future years, they'll get better and better. And like I said, they exceed my expectations this season. I mean, I, I, you know... I say expected because I think when we talked about mm. there, I had them, I th- I believe, I've, I know we've recorded an episode a long time ago, but I believe I had them in the play-in mix and making the playoffs. I really believe, like I believe, I look at talent on paper. I mean, Edwards, D'Lo, and Cat, like that's star power. Like they're yeah. really good. And then Patrick Beverly, you know, brought that defensive mindset. He's been great for them. This is to me, yeah, expect. I just felt like they would be in that play-in mix, which they are, right? And they're really competitive. They're fun to watch. Um... And they're really just a really good team. And a uh, shout out again to Carl Anthony Towns, one of the three point contest. He said, you know, he's going to try to prove that, you know, I'm one of the best big man shooters. I think he said he is the best. And it's hard to debate that. I mean, he won the three point yeah. contest. You know, he's one of he's definitely one of the best uh, big man three point shooters. And it's hard to say because obviously, you know, in the past we've seen we don't really see big man shoot a lot. Now we see it with Joker and Carl Anthony Towns. Can't can't deny it. Got to give him the crown. When it comes mm. to three-point shooting, he has big man. He's that good. But, yeah, ex- expected. Uh, they're playing great. Um, great coach. It's just, it's just fun. It's happy to see Minnesota, obviously, you know, being – they've been very bad for a very long time. They, yeah. they, they only made the playoffs once when Jimmy Butler and Tibbs were there. So, it's just happy to see them having fun. And, and that big three, they're really good big three, and they're going to be – the future is very bright over there. Number six, the Denver Nuggets. I'd say my expectations, I mean, with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. out. Jokic still playing at MVP level. I mean, and got to give respect. I'm yeah. sick of the disrespect I'm hearing. I'm hearing Nick Wright completely disrespecting him all the time. Look, people got opinions, but it's not right to just disrespect a guy like this. He's a talent. Yeah. He's an MVP candidate, and he deserves yeah. his respect. But sorry, Josh, go ahead. 
Yeah, like like I said, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I mean, they're playing good basketball. I mean, obviously, with two of their most important players out, I mean, it's going to be hard to, like, go to where, like, they should be with their full-strength roster, which I think is one of the top teams in the West. But I think they're doing well. I mean, I think they might even cause some teams some trouble in the playoffs, you know, who knows, because yeah. you know how they play. Mm, yeah. And I feel like they met expectations, and I'm looking forward to seeing them at full-strength next season. I said mad expectations, you know, obviously. I thought they'd, honestly, you could even argue you might think they'd be a little lower. They're the sixth seed right now. And they're fighting, you know, they're yeah. close in that play-in picture. You know, it's tight, but they're still, they're finding ways to win. And a lot, and that credit goes to Nikola Jokic. And I think Michael Malone got a contract extension with Denver. Congrats to him. Well-deserved. Great coach. Um, But Nikola Jokic has been phenomenal. Whatever talent he's been on the floor, he's just exceeded with that talent. Obviously, Aaron Gordon has been there, but like, I got to give credit. I know when I talk about development, like teams that are good at developing players, I think about San Antonio, I think about Miami, and I think about Golden State. I got to put Denver on that list too now. The talent that they've been yeah. able to develop, any star that's come to, any player, I'm not, not, not even particular stars, but role players, any players that come to Denver, they play good. Bones uh, Highland, I hope I said his name right. He's been playing great. Uh, Monte Morris, you know, he's been great. Like whatever players step foot on a Denver Nuggets uniform, they play great. And that's a, that's a yeah. testament to the Denver Nuggets, like the way they are good at developing players. This is this is a really good team. And uh, they met my expectation, but as long as Nikola Jokic played Denver, Nuggets always have a chance to win basketball game. He is that special. Yeah, best center in the West. If you want to talk about best center overall, he's in the conversation. He's so talented. Moving on. Topic two. Breaking news. Brooklyn Nets star. Kyrie Irving will be cleared for home games as New York City changes the private sector vaccine mandate to allow exemption for athletes and entertainers in the workplace. What are your reaction to this? And are the Nets now contenders with Kyrie being full time? Yeah. So first, yeah, this was reported by Shams, and uh, yeah, yeah. So and this is, has become official. This was at the time not specifically official, official, but now it's official. You know. So, but my reaction to this? Oh my goodness. That, that that's my first oh my goodness because we will we we both talked about this Kyrie Irving being part-time they have no chance at the championship they're a first round exit team right yeah he's full-time now they're they're contenders there's no question they're contenders. I don't even I know they don't have Ben Simmons back and he's expected to come back we'll see when he comes back but with or without Ben Simmons they are contenders Ben Simmons gonna make them better but they are contenders this is scary I've had you know teams like Miami and Milwaukee on the top this move right here with Kyrie being able to play full-time has completely changed my whole perspective. So all I can say, short and to the point, they're contenders, and it's scary hours in Brooklyn. Facts. I mean, I think this really changes a lot, man. Like, he's here full-time now. You know what him and KD can do by themselves. You could they argue they're the, the best duo in the league right now. After the after the Harden after trade. After the beatdown they gave Philly, by the way. Dang! I was not expecting. I got flamed by Danny. Yeah, they got better, and it's a scary team now. Added Simmons, got rid of Harden, and I feel like I just can't wait to see them play because now the roster is more complete. Kyrie's there 100% of the time now, and he's been balling part-time. So imagine what he can do oh in full-time. Oh, my goodness, time. the 60-point game he had against Orlando. Yeah, I really just want to see, like, how the postseason is going to be because I think I don't think they can change much in the regular season. There's only, like, what, 10 games left around? So, I mean. But they got, like, they just, obviously the main piece is Ben Simmons. They're missing him now. That's the main piece now. Seth Curry's yeah. there, you know, Andre Drummond. I like the, I like their bench. They're very good. Seeing Marks, man, shout out to him, what he did. Lost Harding, was able to acquire Ben Simmons. You know, acquired, they needed a center. 
Then they got Andre Drummond, and they needed more shooting. They added Seth Curry, and they went to the uh, buyout market and got Dragic, the guy who led the Heat in scoring in the playoffs in the bubble. Shout out to Scene Marks. Great GM. Comes from San Antonio. Can't be surprised. And I do think they're contenders. I mean. Yeah, it's clear. There's no question about it. Kyrie, KD, I mean, what else can you say? Like, like that's contenders alone. So, I mean, just special. They're the best duo in the league. I mean, you can't even say. After they beat Philly, I mean, I have to say they are. I think they are. Now, do you think Harden should regret leaving the Nets? So, actually, Josh, I want to hear what you say first. All right. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't think he should. Oh, okay. Because you have to look at this, right? The team, they were struggling, injuries. The roster wasn't composed that great. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyrie part-time at the time of Harden's leaving. KD, Hurt. injuries, you know, you don't really know what's up. Harden there, he's kind of getting the blame for this. when it's not really his fault in a sense. And I feel like he left. He's he thinking, I have this chance. I'm going to play with somebody I know is going to be there game in, game out even though Joel and is injury prone at times, but... That's what I was thinking. Like, you know but, what I'm saying? Injuries are part really, of the game. But with Kyrie's situation, I mean, of course, now that the mandate for him has been lifted, it's easy to say, oh, he shouldn't have left. But at the time, it wasn't It wasn't confirmed. It wasn't, like, he didn't know if it was going to stay or go. Yeah. And to, and I don't think to, like, take that chance is fair for him. And he's the only one on that team who hasn't won a ring. So that's true. I feel like he if, he, if he has that chance, he has to go take it. And that's what he did. So I feel like he, he doesn't regret it. So, Josh, I mean, I think you made some good points, but honestly, it's hard to say. I'm going to have to say, is it okay if I'm in the middle here? I'm going to say yes and no at the same time, and I'm going to explain why. Yes, because his best chance to win a championship is in Brooklyn. When those three guys are playing, there is nobody, basically, who could beat them. There's really nobody. That's how talented they are. Also, no, because at the time that he left, like I said, I'm going to have to agree with you. They were, they were the AT. They were on a huge losing streak. Kevin Durant was injured. Kyrie was part-time in and out. So the pressure goes on him of being the number one guy. And Harden clearly is, doesn't want to be the number one guy anymore. He just wants to win a championship. He's very mm-hmm. – and those two already won titles. And he when he arrived to Philly, he said, like, I'm happy to be around a team that actually wants to like, win. So he's throwing shots. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, Brooklyn just – they beat him. And Ben Simmons didn't even play. But it's hard. I feel like in the middle, because at the same time, I feel like yes, because like, yeah, because if those threes are playing, that's his best chance. And I say no, well, because Kyrie, besides the Vax, he's had situations where he's in and out. But then if you think like James and Joel and James and KD, I think James and KD's better. KD's the best. So I was like, yeah. it's hard, but it could have been a lot more things. Obviously, the Kyrie situation, he probably wasn't happy. There was a lot of things going in and out. He probably didn't want to be part of a team that was like dysfunctional in a sense. So there was a lot. It was clear. This is a very tough question. I'm, I'm in the middle, yes and no, because there's reasons why, because that's a dynasty, and, and no, because, you know, there was some dysfunction. Yeah. But it, it gives him, you know, I think a little bad look for leaving a team that was struggling and is just moving on. Because Katie being hurt, I, of course, knock on wood, I don't want Joe Embiid to get hurt, but he's injury-prone too. So. so moving on to topic three. The Champions League round of 16 has ended. PSG were held as favorites to win but lost 3-2 to two to Real Madrid over two legs. What is your reactions to this? Will the roster and talent that PSG have, is it one of the biggest disappointments in recent history? It is, straight up. Like, there, there's nothing around it. This roster, one could argue, I mean, it's probably one of the most expensive ever. You have, Like, look at the players on this team. Like, I'm just going to list a few right now. Neymar, Mbappe, Messi, Donnarumma, Verratti, Sergio Ramos, like, dude, like, these names are, like, 
talent that is like, should I say, generational talent in, on these names. And they're out again. It's like, it's crazy. It's honestly embarrassing. And I, I don't understand what is going on. Maybe it's the egos. Because what I'm starting to think is, with this talented of a roster, the only one thing that could tear it apart is the egos and behind the scenes stuff. So maybe, you know, with these three top players, you know, as they're all, they're all forwards, you know, Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar, they don't really do much defensive work. Like, they don't track back, you know? Like, like they don't come back and play and help out the defense. And teams now, you got to do that. Like, defense is played by the whole team. Offense is played by the whole team, pretty much. They're up there. They're not coming back on defense. They're not trying on defense at all. So they're pretty much luxury players that only play half half of the half of the time, essentially, because they're not playing on no defense possession. They're not trying on defense. And it's just embarrassing to watch. Like, Messi is arguably the greatest of all time. People, people, Many people consider him the GOAT. And that performance he put up, I'm sorry. Yes, he did play well in leading up to that. But in that elimination game, you got to step up, man. You got to take over. And we'll also be talking about Ronaldo because he also did the same thing in his game. But it's just embarrassing to see, man. I expected way more from this team. This team was the favorite. The favorite. Like, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. but And I know that they can't blow it up. But even though I did hear Mbappe, he might be out the door this summer. But it's just shocking. And this, I'm, I'm saying this now, this has to be the biggest disappointment. Messi, you signed Messi? You signed Messi. People were saying that this team is, is a lock. You signed Messi and you still get knocked out? It, like, it's honestly, it's embarrassing. But let's not discredit Real Madrid. Benzema had an amazing second leg, three goals to win the tie. I mean, special. They stuck through it. They came out with the win and they played great. So hats off to Real Madrid. Good luck in the next round. And PSG, you should be embarrassed. I just want to make, you know, my friend Danny, Josh. Um, yeah. He made a good analogy, like yeah, a good comparison. It, it, it was a basketball thing. So I'm just paraphrasing what Danny said. He said that, okay, so basically LeBron is messy, okay? Okay. Neymar's been in soccer first quite some time. So he compared that to Giannis, right? And then yeah. Mbappe, a young and up-and-coming star. He's won a championship with France, you know, World Cup. Uh, compare that to Luca. It's basically combining Giannis, LeBron, and Luca. If you combine them three together, yeah. and they were in the same team, and they got eliminated in the first round. This it would be is basically like that. That's a big disappointment. Also, people would be after LeBron on him for losing the first round with that type of talent, and that he, he believed that Messi deserves. It's like the media, like nobody says anything against Messi. It feels it's like true. It's like you have to. Like, it's not fair. Like, LeBron would, we would attack LeBron for that, but exactly. he feels like doesn't have that for Messi. And that's a great point. I completely agree. When you're at that high of a, of a standard, you're, you're like, he's a tier above the rest of the players on the team, like, arguably, like, legacy-wise. He's clear above them. And and I'm not saying, and honestly, I, like like you said, I haven't seen any, like, any hate besides, like, you know, like, the, like, besides, like, the Messi haters. Like, I haven't seen any, like, objective, like, call-outs on Messi. Like, I'm sorry, but like you said, he's, he's basically the LeBron of this team. He's the best on this team. And I feel like legacy matters. Like, you know, it when does, you, when you call when every season you assess it, like this season LeBron will get a lot of attacks, especially if they don't yeah. make the playoffs. Like, obviously, like on the media attack. But Yeah. yeah. And 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 just put up that, do you think that this will have any impact on, on Messi's legacy at all? Because I don't think it will. You know, wait, you say don't. you don't think? No, I don't. Because look, in my eyes, it does. But I'm talking about like in like the general public, I don't think anyone's going to care. Like, Yeah. Okay. So that's a good point. That's a good yeah, distinction. Like, because I feel like it should take a hit on his like because, it should. but I don't think anyone's gonna care about it. I want to actually ask you this question. He's won a lot in Barcelona. 
Yeah, yes. And now he he shifts to a new team, and he couldn't even get yeah. out the first round. What do you does that? Do you believe? I'm not saying because obviously he is one of the greatest. If he's not number one, he's number two greatest. Yes. He's playing the Copa Cups even two times in the finals. Had a chance to make the penalties, didn't make it. Lost to yeah. Chile twice. He's a star yeah. player, so you expect them to perform. Then yeah. he did win the Copa Cups, but no, of course, compared to the Euro, no knock. It's a lot. The conference, you would say, is a little weaker, right? No yeah. knock again. But do you feel like, like is that? Do you feel like he's more of a system player, or like you just think it's just one bad season he could it could turn around? I mean, to be honest, that is a good point to say because, like I said, he's played in that one league his whole career. He's played in League One in France. He scored two goals for the entirety of the season. Really? Oh wow! Now, now that's a shocking stat to say. That, that's shocking because factual. he's always, he can score every game. It is actually factual. He has a talent too, but he only scored two goals this season. He does have, he does have ten assists. Maybe the fit was but, hard between those three guys too. It could have been a fit issue too. Like I mean, you know, too much. Yeah, that, like I wouldn't say ego, but like you know, like they believe I'm the star. No, I'm the star. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say. That could have a factor. Honestly, like it's actually like that's a very. I mean. Like I said, he's playing that one of these whole. I mean, I guess he's trying to adjust to this league, but that's not an excuse. You've been playing against Champions League competition for years. So even if you're used to that league, you play teams from other leagues and you dominate those teams. So why is it now you step out of your comfort zone? You're looking like different. I mean, I'm sorry. It's kind of embarrassing. Mm. And even this, I have a quote here from his teammate, Danny Alves, right? They both won Champions League in Barcelona, right? They played together for a long time. He says this, and I quote, I hope Leo Messi can come back to Barca. For me, Leo isn't enjoying himself out there. For me, he's out of his place over there. I think that's true. Like, that's just saying to me that builds on what you're saying. I'm not, I don't mind, I'm not going to disrespect him saying this. I'm not disrespecting him but... saying he's actually, because I believe, um, obviously, we've seen him play once because he's played in, with Argentina on the Cup and we saw him go to yeah. the finals. He's played in the Copa. He led them to a championship. So I'm not going to disrespect him saying I was just thinking, like, maybe that's a, like, I'm not saying he is. I don't believe, I think he can turn this around as just one bad yeah, I think, he can I, think too. I think has a factor with the fit, the fit. Seems like with all, I feel like there's some ego. It, it's possible some ego in the in the teams. Obviously, yeah, with so much so. talent. Um, but and then at the same time, obviously, he underperformed. There's no he question did. about the whole team. Is he is the star? He's the yeah. best player on the team, and we deserve. He deserves playing. That's it. Is, now, as a star, when Kawhi, I know Kawhi Leonard, when he choked the three one lead to Denver, I'm putting the blame on him. True. Of course, the media. You didn't hear a lot from the media because they don't. They only do that for LeBron, and that's, that's not fair. Yeah. And I've been honest in the any type of great players, Kawhi Leonard, he deserves the blame. You have to come back next season and show, okay, yeah, I had a bad season. Own up to it yeah. and go out there and win. He deserves blame. Of course, you can't give him 100% of the blame, but when you're a star, you get most of the blame, and he deserves it. He does. But the thing is, in Barcelona, he was the guy, you know? Now this, feels like, this feels like a little bit like with, like, even though KD was, be like, he's better, obviously, yeah. than Curry Towns. Coming there, you know, this is not your team. This is yeah, Steph's team. That's what yeah. it feels like with Messi. Yeah, but the thing is, Messi joined that team last. So that's, that's what that, I'm saying. I'm gonna say that he joined the team now. It's his team. So it's like, here. oh no, it's, it's Neymar. It's still, it's still my team. Yeah. You know, like it's you could play your few years, we could win something, but it's still, you know, what I'm saying, still that Neymar and Mbappe. So that's just interesting. Yeah, it is. But yeah, obviously he deserves blame. But obviously, I feel like he could turn this around. I'm not saying he's just a player. I think he can turn this around. But I feel like that was just a question in my head. I, uh, that was just wandering in my head. I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, so moving on, Manchester United were also knocked out by Atletico Madrid one to two over two legs. What is your reaction to this? Another embarrassing performance. Ronaldo, as well as he played in the Champions League, he has to take blame, just as I said with Messi. Totally, like, totally. You're agree. the leader on this team. You are the senior player. You're literally a club legend. You are a legendary player for this team. 
And I know it's not your 400%, but I'm sorry. But like you said with the LeBron thing, if this is LeBron, people are people are blaming LeBron. And I'm not going to say it's his 400%, but you got to take some blame for this. As is the manager, as is everyone else on the team, but I'm holding you accountable because you are that, like I said before, arguably one of the greatest players of all time. So I'm holding you to a higher standard. So, of course, you're going to take some of the, some more blame. Of course. But, but this team, I'm sorry, this team is not good at all. Mm. Like, Harry Maguire, shocking. No pace, no speed, no awareness at all. Embarrassing. And to me, Man United played exactly how Atletico wanted to play. They let them have the ball, meaningless possession, do nothing with the ball, nothing. Atletico was a defensive set team. So you have possession the whole time, time to find with it because they know you can't break them down. Mm. Okay. And honestly, it was just yeah. embarrassing to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. I never expect them to go that far because the roster isn't that good. But, you know, with the player of Ronaldo's caliber on your team, and the roster is, is it's I'm not going to say it's a bad roster. It's a good roster. It just doesn't fit together. And I feel mm. like there's a lot of work to be done. And like I said, both exits are embarrassing from two players I consider to be arguably one and two all-time or of the past recent history. So both of them out this early, embarrassing. They're on a standard that's higher than other players, so I'm going to hold them to that standard. And I just want you to do better in the future for however long they play, however long that may be. I have a question. I know we just passed this topic, but do you think Messi's going to go back to Barcelona? Hmm, I mean, I think... I'm not sure how long his contract is currently. I think it might be... I think it, it was like two years. years. Sure. But I think eventually he will. I mean, I feel like he'll end up retiring there. I mean, I feel like they'll, they'll make something work and I'll be going back there. Personally, just real quick, I feel like it's, like it's like if you're a star and then you leave, it feels like... I feel like then it looks like, man, you just quit it on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. And I feel like he shouldn't leave until you get, like finish the job. I feel like he could get that championship. But you got I know maybe the the, the rumor with uh that he, Mbappe's gone, like he's gone, he's going to Real Madrid. Yeah. But I feel like you have Messi and Neymar. That's still a lot. You know, that's yeah, enough for sure. And 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 they played well together when they played in Barcelona, so I mean, they have that connection. Definitely don't think he should leave. Now if you want to go back to Barcelona, don't blame me. That's you played there for so many years. Ronaldo's kind of did that. He was in Juventus. He he did win a championship there, right? Yeah. Came back. You know, he did his job. I just think Messi got to finish the job. You could play there two, three years. KD played three years in Golden State. He got two championships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Also, now, eight teams had advanced to the quarterfinals. So, what are your predictions for the semifinals? First matchup, Real Madrid versus Chelsea. I mean, I'm going to pick Chelsea just because Mm. they are the the defending champions. They did win last year. Um, And they're a great team. No knock on Real Madrid, but I feel like Chelsea is the more complete team all around. Mm. And I feel like Chelsea has that game. Moving on, Byron versus Villarreal. Villarreal. Um, I'm gonna say. Sorry, I said that wrong. I'm, I'm gonna say Bayern. I mean, I feel like Villarreal has had a good run. They have a great coach. Una Emery playing great, and the system is really good. But I feel like Bayern is gonna edge them here just off talent alone. And I mean, you know, who knows what can happen? Because upsets do happen. Upsets do occur. But I'm going with Bayern. All right, uh, Man City versus Atletico Madrid. Uh, I'm gonna go with Man City here. I mean, I feel like, like I said before, Man City's roster is amazing, over the top, just all around talented. I feel like they're gonna overpower Atletico Madrid, even though Atletico does play with that defensive mindset, let the opposition hold possession and play defensive. But I feel like Man City is gonna overwhelm them in this game. Liverpool versus Benfica. I'm gonna go with Liverpool here. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty obvious why I'm saying this. I mean, Liverpool is a great team. No knock on Benfica. They've done really well here. I mean, maybe they can play with upset, but Liverpool's one of the best teams in the world, and it'll be tough for Benfica to pass them, so I'll go with Liverpool. All right, so then what's your prediction for the semifinals? So what's your 2-2 teams from both sides? And yeah, let us know. Um, There's going to be Chelsea, Bayern, and then Man City, Liverpool. 
And then who wins? So who wins between Chelsea and, and Bayern? Um, hmm. I'm going to say Chelsea. And then this Liverpool Man City one, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, I'm, I want to say Man City, but yeah, actually, I, I, I think I'll go with Man City. So I think it'll end up being uh, Chelsea, Man City in the final again. And <laughs> I, that, I don't know, <laughs> because last last time was pr- a pretty, you know, tough game. And I'm not sure. It's a thought, so maybe I'll come back to that later. And do you think? Do you think now, if it, if this was the same finals, Man City comes back and and gets their revenge versus Chelsea? Yeah, I mean it's possible. I mean they're both great teams. It's just it's just too too close to tell. <laughs> even 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 the even even the last round with Liverpool and Man City. I mean like like that's that's very close to call too. So it's just it's kind of tough. I'll just wait and see then. So you said like it's a toss up. You're not really sure right now with the finals. Yeah. All right, but it's between those two teams. That's what you believe. Yeah. All right. Moving on to topic number four. Uh, the playoffs for the European World Cup qualifiers are underway. So what are your reactions to each result? So the first one, Sweden versus the Czech Republic, and Sweden won one to zero. It was a good game. Isaac with the assist for a good goal in the 110th minute, which pretty much ripped the hearts out of the Czech Republic fans, which I kind of feel bad for. But, you know, it's how it goes in this. It's tough. Good game. I feel like Sweden... Deserve the win and they'll be advancing. Uh, so number two, Wales versus Austria, and Wales defeated Austria two to one. Gareth Bale, like what? 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 What can you say, man? People say he's washed up because he doesn't play for Real Madrid that much, but he's. I think he's still a top player. Like his history, his talent, his free kick, that free kick, amazing. Like there's nothing you can say. My jaw dropped when I saw that free kick. We all know he's a world's legend. And it was just a great win, and they're advancing. Uh, so number three, Portugal versus Turkey, and Portugal won three to one. Yeah, I mean, I kind of expected this. I mean, it was they better game. get the job done. Yeah, they, yeah there's a yeah, lot of pressure yeah, on unlike, Ronaldo unlike right someone now. else, but uh, unlike someone else, yeah, Ronaldo does have pressure on him, especially with him being not not, not out of the Champions League. He has to, qualify and they didn't even up. qualify. They didn't win the group. They have yeah. to go through the playoffs. Yeah, so he has to step up and really lock in on the rest of this run. Number four, Joshua. This one is the shocker <laughs> of the century. Italy versus North Macadamia. North Macadamia wins one to zero. Macedonia. First, of course, your reaction to this, and what does this result say about the Italian team? And also, just want to say they did win the Euro Cup. So, yeah. yeah, Italy should be embarrassed. Like honestly, no knock, no disrespect to North Macedonia. I respect that nation for what they did. Scored in the ninety-second minute, winning the game. Italy, you got to put this away, man. Like, honestly, I'm arguably going to say that they had the easier match. They already lost. They, they like, should have won their group easily. Yeah, no yeah, knock course. on Iceland, but come like, on. I think, and, and, and to think that people were thinking that, oh, Italy, Portugal, who's going to make it? <laughs> Italy's going home. <laughs> They're going home. They're going home. We, we thought that Look, was going to happen. It play, felt like yeah, a dream matchup. North Macedonia. And, now, if you would have lost Portugal to Portugal, I don't even like, mind that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even mind if they lost to Portugal. Yes, it's still embarrassing because you just won the Euro Cup and you couldn't even win your group. And that's the same thing for Portugal. But yeah, Portugal got the job done. And it's not over yet. But they got the first round done. Yeah. This is an embarrassment. Honest. They missed the I'm World Cup back to back. They just yeah. won the Euro Cup. They they had hmm. a great run. And you're telling me now people probably think this team is overrated. Hmm. I mean, people are. Like, the Euro win was good. And I'm not going to. The Euro Cup them, is one of the most competitive leagues. I'm not going to discredit them because they play well throughout it, but you know it's just tough. Like it's kind of embarrassing. Like what does it say about the no, team? You can't. There's nothing to say. 
You got four years. You have to wait four years now. And a lot of things change in four years. On the roster. Yeah, we seen Germany win the World Cup and what they came back four years later. They lost. They didn't make out the group stage. A lot of things can happen in four years. Like it's actually, like, it's so embarrassing, man. You win the Euros against England in penalties, by the way. And then you, North Macedonia. No, no disrespect, disrespect but, but embarrassing. That, that's embarrassing, bro. It's a joke. And especially that they won the Euro Cup, it felt like, oh, Italy's going to, because they didn't make it the year the, the, before that. So you think they'd advance now. It's a done deal. And the group yeah. that they got, with that group, yeah, that they couldn't even win man. the group. It's embarrassing. And for some of the players, this is the last run. So yeah, that's tough. You could lose in the World Cup, like, but come on. Not even qualifying. Dang. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. So moving on, topic five. Ooh, I'm excited about this one. The NBA playoffs will begin soon. We'll make our official predictions on who is coming out of the East, the West, and who is winning the championship. So, for the first question, who are your pretenders in the Eastern Conference? Uh, I got one. It's the Chicago Bulls. You know, I don't believe they're in that contending mm-hmm. list. I think they have a really good team. I like, you know, DeMar DeRozan's a great player. Zach Levine, they're two stars, all-star caliber players. Lonzo has been injured for a lot. Um, and then they got uh, Vucevic. He's been a two-time All-Star. They're a really good team, but I just feel like it's just not their year. I just feel like they can't contend. I think there's just a lot of teams better than them in the East. I can name four teams better than them in the East. I do think they're going to be a first-round exit team. At most, their ceiling is the second round. But, yeah, I just I just don't believe they're contenders. I just think they're a little below that. Well, for me, <laughs> my pretenders are, <clears throat> you ready, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are pretenders. We've been talking about this a bit, and like you said, they won't have the two best players in any series. And I'm not saying that means much, but, you know, it's just something to look at. In the last few games, right, they lost to the 76ers without Harden or Embiid. That's a one, right? They lost to the Warriors without Clay, Curry, or Draymond. And they lost to the Knicks without Randall and blew a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. And look at this. Jimmy Butler last three games in those games, 25 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, 5 assists, 55% from the field and 42% from three, and they're still losing? And they're still losing. I'm sorry, but there's something wrong with this team. Like, like let's be honest. It's crazy how a team loses three games and, like, no. now people are just blowing all the smoke like they're, like, a bad team. I mean, because the East is competitive, but I'm not going to say, obviously, losing three, well, those three this, games, right? if those they three were the games they should have won. Right? I'm not going to say if that. If they were the fourth seed right now, would you be saying that they're contenders? Yes. If they were the fourth seed. It doesn't matter what seat they are. They're contenders. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm out there. Okay, now, obviously, the AT is different, but, like, if they're top four, like they're contenders. Like, I'm just, I just don't, I just don't think this team is as good as everyone is, like, making out to see, and I'm not being... Just- Look, I'm not saying they're the favorites, they're the best team in the East, but they're contenders. They're on the list. For you to put them as pretenders, this is embarrassing. How is I understand embarrassing? they lost. I understand they lost three games in a row, and they should have won all those three games, but they're going through a tough stretch, and we're going to see they're built for the playoffs. Miami's built for, for the playoffs. playoffs. No, they're not. I'm sorry they're not, bro. They won it to no, the finals not, two years ago in the bubble. You look at the East two years ago, and you tell me, was the East as competitive as it is right now? It wasn't. And, and it's, it's, not, it's not even it's Okay, not but even the Heat are better that. than no, those two years ago. Tyler Hero is a and baller. And so are other teams. And so are other teams. So You're other right, teams. but they're still in that so mix. And let's look at last year, right? Jimmy Butler is a hard and solid team, right? Let's look okay. at Jimmy Butler's last year playoffs, right? In the 2020 playoffs, right? Game one, four for 22. Game two, four for 10. Game so three, You mean 2021, right? Yes. 
Okay. Game four, four for 15. Jimmy Butler's playing this good now, and they're getting cooked. So imagine when he's playing this bad. Tyler Hero's not there yet. I know that's Come still, on, but bro. he's the important player. Oh, Tyler. He's the sixth Tyler man of the year. <laughs> I'm just saying, but that's my piece. The Heat are pretenders. I have no faith in this Heat team. I'm sorry. No respect to any Heat fan out there, but I'm sorry. You, like, Tony I, I got a lot. Tony's team. Tony. I was talking to Tony actually earlier, and he was telling <laughs> Tony hate. was telling me he's tired of the disrespect that you're giving the Heat. Hey. He doesn't. He not. He don't hey. like it. I'm not a hater. I'm just. I'm just. You're a truth teller. I'm just trying to give my opinion, and I just don't think this team is as great as... No, you're not the only one. Danny feels the same way. Like, my friend Danny feels the same way. People are just great as this team. I mean, they have great pieces. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is a star. Bam yeah. is a star. Tyler Hero is, is a budding star, I think. He should win six man of the year. Arguably a candidate for most improved, but we know who has it on lock. I don't think DeJounte it's on lock. But... I don't think it's on lock. <laughs> but yeah. He's, I, in, I, he's in the... DeJounte Murray should probably be the favorite, but there it's not a lock because Tyler Hero is on that discussion. But too. I think, honestly, the are pretenders this season. Okay. And I mean... When they go into the playoffs and they run against, like, I mean, they if they do keep first seed, they will have a favorable run. So, I mean, that'll probably help As long them, as they don't play the Nets, yeah, they should be favored. That'll probably help them. But I feel like, mm, yeah, they're my pretenders. Like, I don't think they're – I honestly can't see them competing for a championship this season. Because also what goes into this as well is even if they were to go that far, what team can they be in the West? Like, like do you think you that – You mean the East? That, yeah. Like, uh, like, do you well, think in the conference finals, are, I mean, I'm just making this up. Like they'll be the Nets, or, or like when in a matchup. Look, I'm not gonna the say they can, but they have a chance. Like to not the give them a chance is is yeah, outrageous. A chance, they have a, not, but they're very. They make that series to seven. They got a chance to win it. I'm not gonna say they actually have a chance to win the series. They got one of the. They have the best coach in the East. The best coach. I mean, that's up for debate. I mean, in the East, you cannot name a better coach in the East I mean, right now than Eric Spoel. I understand they've been a three game loser. They and they deserve heat for it because they. Lost to three teams they should have beat. I understand that. But I feel like they're going through a rough stretch. They've been number one. They've been great all season. And I feel like it's just happening. Obviously, him and Jimmy Butler, Spone, Udonis has them got into it. But I feel like that's just competitive thing. It just happens. When you play for the that's Heat, fair. there's expectations. And, and look, they'll be fine. But look, expectations. so close to the playoffs. You're telling me that this isn't even the slightest bit, bit concerning to you at all? No, it's because not. Because the, I heard the play the that corner. happened. What I heard what happened is that Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler didn't close out. I'm not talking about the argument. I'm, I'm, talking, oh, okay, about like, okay. like, I'm talking about like the form in general. Like no, like no, nah, nah, I'm not concerned. Nope. Not, nah, I mean, not at all. Not at all. No. I mean, okay, that's fair to say. I mean, but I just because they're, they're still, there's still a few games left in the season. Like, it's not over yet. That's true, but I just don't think they're up there to me. All right. Any other pretenders? Uh, no. So what are your top three contenders in the Eastern Conference? And which team do you think will win the East? All right, so to build a little suspense, Josh, I'm going to start from number three, okay? Okay. All right. Number three. I have a tie, okay? Number mm. three, I have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat tied for third. I think, mm. especially you disrespecting Miami, number one seat like, right now can change in a matter of the Bucks. Are they better okay. than the Nets? Are they better than the They're Phoenix? right they're there with the Bucs. I can no, see them being. I think they're better than Milwaukee. But I'm giving respect to Milwaukee. Better? Are they better than any of those Yeah, they could. Yes, had. yes. They're better than Milwaukee. No, are they better than Milwaukee? Are you sure? Yes. Milwaukee has they, the Heat's number. You, the you Heat beat them that. the year before that. It's that was the year before that. I'm talking about most recent. Most recent. Right. You, you're right. That's why I tied them. I believe they're equal. That's why I put them as a tie because Milwaukee has their number. But I believe in a seven-game series, Miami has a revenge. They Obviously, if they play Milwaukee again, they're going to have some, you know, revenge. They just got swept. Yeah. But their team is better. Tyler Hero is a different player. 
Kyle Lowry yeah. is a huge addition to their team. Okay. They have a great bench, the best bench in the East. Jimmy Butler, Bam are playing good, but Jimmy Butler has struggled. But he's got to yes. fix that. Obviously, if Jimmy Butler don't play good, they're not winning. But I believe he's going to play good. He, he had a bad good. series. He's a great player. They call him Jimmy Buckets for a reason. He's clutch. And like, a, and just disclaimer, notice but the Jimmy is a, he's a great player. But I'm just saying, like, if, if he doesn't show up, he's showing up now and they're still getting cooked. All right, but that's three. Look, you got look. It's but look three at their, games. Look, look who they're losing games. to. You're saying this, but look who they're losing to. Bro, they were he's, nine he's and three when Jimmy mind. Butler and Bam Adebayo were mind. hurt. They were nine and three. They were nine and three. They beat the Suns oh. without Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. When Chris Paul, Devin Booker, everybody was healthy, but nobody's going on the, the Suns. Oh, this is embarrassing. This, oh, they they're done. Stop it. Come on. Yeah. All right, look, let me finish what we're saying. I'm sorry we got a heated argument, but, you know, I understand your opinion. I understand mine. But they're tied for me, the Bucks and the Heat, okay? Number two, I got the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, I would have had them not on this list, but Kyrie Irving is full-time. I expect Ben Simmons to come back. Ben's, their only problem is defense because we saw Memphis 15-2 and two without John Morant, a very good team without him, yeah. just beat the Nets, and Kyrie dropped 43 and Katie had 30-plus. And they lost 132 to 120. Memphis is legit, but at the same time, the Nets struggle defensively. That's their only issue. Offensively, they are buckets. They get buckets. Ben Simmons will help that. But I'm hoping uh, Ben Simmons will be back soon. Uh, we know he's got a legitimate injury, and I just want to say a speedy recovery. Number one, you ready for this, Josh? Yeah. I might get some heat from this, especially from Danny and Brandon. I got the Philadelphia 76ers. Wow. Yeah, I said it. I got the Philadelphia 76ers. I know they put up an embarrassment against the Brooklyn Nets when Kyrie, and it felt like it was really personal. Kyrie took that match and locked him up, James Harden. But I believe in the Philadelphia I think they're the best team in the East. Um, I'm going to say why. Because they got either the first or second duo. I'm going to say second because Katie and Kyrie went in there and waxed them. Yeah. But they have the second best duo in the NBA. James Harden is special. He can get... A triple-double any night. Joel Embiid, the clear MVP of the league. He literally could score 30 in his sleep. He's the most un one of the most unguardable players in the league. When he gets in the post, you have to send five people to him because he's that damn special. And then Maxi's been emerging, of course, against the Heat. He dropped 28. He beat a Heat team by him. Like, I'm not going to say by himself, but without James and Joel, that's pretty impressive. Tobias Harris playing a lot better. He's getting his rhythm back. Doc Rivers, you know, he he's a great coach. The only concern I have the Sixers, obviously... They've struggled to close games, right? Um, mm -hmm. And when the big games matter, James Harden's on that list of never showing up. It is what it is. He got to prove wrong. Yeah. But there's a lot of pressure on James Harden. I just want to say that because if he doesn't get it done this season, there's a lot of pressure. You forced your way out of two situations. Whether how he did it or not, you did that. It's going to look like you quit on two franchises. He got a lot of pressure. The Sixers got a lot of pressure because I'm going to just say this right now. If the Nets and the Sixers played each other in the first round and he lost to the Nets, series. and if he lost to the Nets, I'm blasting James Harden. You have to. I have to. Because that would be – you literally left them and you yeah. lost to them. Doc Rivers got a lot of pressure too. He choked 3-1 leads three times. <laughs> a lot of pressure on him. Joel beat a lot of pressure because we know the Sixers fans. It's all nice when you arrive there, but if you do not show up, you're going to get booed. And that's what it comes when you play in a big market. So there's a lot of pressure. But I believe in the Sixers. I think Harden will get it done. There's a lot of pressure. He's happy there. He's with his guy, Daryl Morey. He's with the co-owner, Michael Rubin. He knows them. He's excited. He's going to get it done. I'm picking the Sixers. And I believe, but I do believe, 
You know, the Nets, could the Nets beat the Sixers in a, in a playoff series? Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. say not, nah, but I believe in the Sixers. They're going to get it done. And I'm going to get a lot of heat from this, especially from Danny and Brandon. Pretty much agree with you. Um, uh, Bucks third, Nets second, and Sixers first. You have the I mean, Sixers first? Wow. Sixers I'm shocked you don't Nets, have I mean, the Nets number one. They're they're interchangeable. See, like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of not in order, but, like, I feel like Nets and Sixers are interchangeable to me because the Sixers roster to me, I feel like the Sixers roster is really good. And the Nets, you know, they have that star power, but I feel like it's just it's just something I gotta see. Like, okay, so I I, 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 I gotta ask you something. I gotta ask you something. Yeah. You obviously have the Bucks third, okay? Yeah. You have the Sixers and Nets up there in the top two, clearly, yeah. right? But yeah. in a seven game series, if those two teams play and Ben Simmons is back and he's the same uh. player that he was <laughs> defensively. We just talked about yeah, defense. Forget tough. about offense. Are you picking the Nets to beat them? Because we saw the waxing oh, that they gave them. I, you gotta pick one, know. Josh. I don't, you gotta I can't pick, pick one. I can't pick. You gotta pick one. I Josh. know. I think that that's going to seven. Like I can't pick. I, I don't know. I generally, I generally can't pick. Because if it's going to seven, Katie and Kyrie gonna win. They're clutch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think I don't it know. will. It's tough, bro. It's tough. Fine, I'll leave it out there. You have it between. It's between the Sixers and the Nets for you. They're equal. Okay, fine. Where's your dark horse team in the East? It's the Boston Celtics. Hmm. I mean, they've been number one defensively. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they changed it up. You know, they were so bad, and out of nowhere, they become so good now. They're a really good team. They're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Jason Tatum's been balling. Let's not forget about the 50-plus performance he put against the Brooklyn Nets. Jalen Brown is a star, potential all-star snub. Uh, I like the Derek White trade. That was a really big trade. And uh, uh, the coach, Spurs prodigy, Adoka, is doing a great job. Uh, they're a great defensive team, and uh, they're going to be a tough outing for any team to go out there. I think they're a Dark Horse team. I'm not picking them to come out the East, but they're a tough team. Any team that has to go against the Celtics is not going to be easy. I agree. I mean, I didn't pick them, but I, I do agree with your points. I have the Cavs. Like, wow. I want to hear like, that. Oh, okay, I'll score. of course you're assuming health because they are a little banged yeah. up right now. I mean, I know that obviously they're um kind of injured a bit right now, but I feel like with their size, like they can cause some teams some matchup problems. A lot of teams. Like maybe, maybe every team. It would be like an interesting. I mean, I know they're probably not one of the better teams, but I, I would love to see them play. Like, I feel like they can give a team, you know, some trouble. Like the Sixers, the size, they could give the Sixers trouble. Like just because of their size and that alone and their talent. I and like, they're defensive, yeah. And they're, yeah. It it, it, it will be a fun. It will be a fun series to watch. So I feel like they can give. They might be able to sneak up on a team. <laughs> Who knows? They they could pull off that for sure. Who are your pretenders in the Western Conference? Are Utah? I've been saying this since the <laughs> day one. Utah Jazz are pretenders. And I'm going to say this right now, Josh. You ready to hear this? They're not making it out the first round. Yeah, I said it. Because they're the 40, and most likely they're playing the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks will yeah. beat them. I just want to say that. The Utah draws are frauds. They are not relevant. They are a good team, a good regular season team. That's what they are. And when the playoffs come, they will lose. You want to you wanna know why? Let's go back to their history. What happened last season? No Kawhi Leonard. And yeah. they lost. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, it was 2-2 with Kawhi. But still, they lost. They're pretenders. That's my own. That's my pretender in the West, and they're not. They're not winning no championship. I agree hundred percent. I mean, to me, the Jazz are always pretenders. I mean, it's sad to say Donovan Mitchell's a great player. They have some good talent on the roster. Rudy Gobert. I mean, Rudy Gobert. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're pretenders to me. I'm feel like they're they're even close to being contenders, and I don't feel like I can't see them winning a champ anytime soon at all, because they're being the same for years while teams are passing them up. Grizzlies have passed them. The Suns have passed them. Like, just look at these teams. Warriors, Denver ain't even healthy yet. Dallas, like, Luka Doncic that... is, a, is, a, is a beast. Yeah, like... And also, I just want to say, if they Luka Doncic, he's averaged literally like 34, 9, and 10 against in his yeah. playoffs career. And that was all against Clippers, against two elite defenders. He yeah. made them look like 
Of course, no disrespect. Like bombs on the defensive end. You're telling yeah. me he plays Utah. Utah's a great team collectively, but Luka Doncic is going to get his way. There's no Kawhi Leonard PG to stop him. He's going to yeah, get his is. way in that series, if it happens, of course. Yeah, I agree. So, who are your top three contenders in the Western Conference, and which team do you think will win the West? Hmm. Uh, again, a suspense. I'm going to start with three. Number three, I got the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, without mm-hmm. John Morant, they've been a really good team. Obviously, what it comes down to, they don't have experience, but they've been in the playoffs last season. That's a little experience, you know. Played yeah. Utah in the first round. Um. Uh, they're a really good team without John Moran again, 15 and 2. You were saying it all season long. You know, we talk about Ja, but it's time to give respect. You know, we got to say the whole team in general. Ja is great and he makes them better, but this team is good without him. They're very talented. They have a top bench, I think top three bench, at least in the West, they're top two when it comes to their benches. Really talented. I like their team. Maybe, okay, my bad, top three, because I can't forget about Phoenix. But they're a really good team. Uh, they got John Moran leads the way. They got Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams. They're just a fun team to watch. You really see the grit and grind culture. They just go out there and compete to win. Desmond Bain has been a great story. He's been great. Dylan Brooks. I just like the team. I think I just, the reason I put them three, I understand the young is just, I don't see like any other team that's really better than them straight up. But actually just to give a shout out, Dallas is 4-0 against them in the the regular season. So Dallas is a bad matchup for them. So let's not go out there and say that. Dallas is the type of team that they could beat them. But I'm just going to give respect to Memphis for what they've been able to do. And Memphis is probably going to get the second seed because Golden State's injured. They're probably going to have a favorable matchup. Uh, number two, my surprise people, I know some people have them at number one. I have the Phoenix Suns. I think why, I mean, they made it to the finals last season. They're a lot better than this season. I know I haven't given them the respect that they deserve, but I got to give it to them. Obviously, they're a really good team, um, and they could clearly come out the West. They got a legitimate chance. Chris Paul is great, Devin Booker, but to me, what, what makes them so good this season, they added the thing that they lacked in when it's size, when it comes to the center position. They added a JaVel McGee. Like last in the playoffs, you know, Giannis gave them a lot of problems. So adding the JaVel McGee, a Bismack Diambu comes in. And now they have DeAndre Ayton, and also their young players got better. Mikael Bridges got better. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has got better. He got a chip on his shoulder because he didn't get his max contract. He deserves it. Pay the man. Um, there's a really good team, best coach in the league, probably Monty Williams, and he is the favorite probably to win coach of the year because he's doing an exceptional job. Exceptional job. Cam Johnson, let's talk about their talent that they got. Number two. Number one, of course, this Joshua, when I'm talking about this, this is assuming health. If Curry's not there, yeah. Golden State got no chance. Curry's supposed to be back. He's hurt, but he's supposed to be back in the beginning of the playoffs. I got the Golden State Warriors. If healthy, they're built for the playoffs. They've been there. They made it to five straight finals. They're a really good team. I got the Golden State Warriors. No question about it. In my opinion, they'll come out the West. They've been a great team all long. I know Klay Thompson's coming back. I feel like they have to get adjusted to him again, but he's a great player. Game against Milwaukee dropped 38, so he's, he's going to be fine. This is a good team. Jordan Poole's been balling. I like the bench. I think they have the best bench in the West. Um, and yeah, I, I just think they're the best team in the West, of course, assuming health. Yeah, I pretty much agree with your list, 100%. I have Grizzlies at three. Uh, great young team, led by John Morant. Uh, the team is playing pretty well. I mean, honestly, like there's nothing I can say. Great young team, playing well, trying to get some big wins. And I'm impressed, honestly. Uh, next, I have Suns at two. And, you know, they've been playing well all season. But I just don't see them edging a healthy Warriors, which I have at one, the Warriors. And I feel like that team, like you said, built for the playoffs. The history they have, I feel like they're coming. They're prepared. And with health, hopefully they'll be 100% healthy. I feel like they're my pick. Now, who's your dark horse team in the West? I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, we heard Jamal Murray's in the, uh, practicing with the G League team. If he comes back, and we know Michael Porter, if they even come back this season, they're the type of team they can win the whole West. That's how talented they are. You add that type of talent, Jamal Murray. You saw what he did to the Clippers. It makes me cry every day thinking about it. But he <laughs> violated my team. He dropped 40 in a game seven against two elite defenders. He made them look like bums. That's straight up the fact. And... Oh, uh, this is a dark horse team. They could clearly come out the West. Why? They have an MVP. They have an MVP. 
He won an MVP. He deserves it. And he has a chance to win it this season. I think MB is the favorite, but he has a chance at it. And yeah, there's my Dark Horse team. There's no question about it. Yeah. Um, my Dark Horse team is the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they've been playing really good. I mean, Luka's playing out of his mind as usual. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Like, and I just picked him. Like, I feel like if anything, if any team can like surprise someone and like sneak a win or sneak a series win, I feel like it's them. You know why, Josh? It's because Luca to me reminds you know when LeBron was like 22, 23, he, yeah. he made it to the finals. Luca to me could do that. He could really do that. Yeah. Like, he, he could be the talent. type of guy he played Phoenix. He just he just carries his team to yeah, a victory. Nah, That'd be crazy. And his team, obviously, LeBron, when he had his team, was a lot. No knock on them. It was a decent defensive team, but not a good offensive. Luca's offensive yeah. team is offensively better. So and he has mm-hmm. a great coach. True. But I'm not mad at that, Dallas. But I, I picked Denver because, you know, Jamal Murphy even comes back. Oh, my goodness. Man, I wish I could put the Clippers in this conversation. But I got to <laughs> I gotta be realistic, man. I know if Kawhi and PG come back, we got a shot, though. But it's probably not this season, though. So who's your pick to win it all? You know, Josh, so I have the Philadelphia 76ers and the Golden State Warriors in the finals. I'm not going to lie, Josh. I'm very – I've been high on Golden State all year long. And this is hard for me to choose between one of these teams. But if I had to choose one, Josh, and it can go either way. I just want to say this is interchangeable, but I'm going to pick one, okay? I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers. (laughs) They're winning the chip. This is James Harden's year. I believe in James. He's never performed when it matters most. He's played Golden State many times. He needs his revenge. He got Joel Embiid. And Golden State will have a tough time guarding him because I don't know James Wiseman is coming back. They have a good team. I like their team. They got a good mix. But Golden State can clearly win this series. I'm not saying they don't have a chance. This would be a seven-game series, no question about it. But I'm going with the Philadelphia 76ers. I think when it comes that when they get to the finals, they're going to have the better duel. I think James and Joel will be the better duel, but it's very equal. But I'm going with the Sixers. It's very tough for me to decide that. Mm. Now, but you have three teams technically because you got the Nets, the Sixers, and the Warriors. Yeah, I, so honestly, I don't know. Like I know the West. I, know, I believe the Warriors are coming out the West, but it's a toss up. I mean, I feel like the Warriors can can beat both teams, but I feel like like the Sixers would have like the more favorable match against the Warriors because you know. I mean, but the Warriors have the better bench, though. Yeah. And, of and course, you know, James Harden, though. again, underperforms when it matters most. And Joel Embiid has never been in this situation. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of tough to call. Like, so you got to pick one, Josh. Come on, Josh. You got to. We, 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 they want to, you know, bro. Danny and all my friends, they want to hear it. They want to hear who I you got. Pick, I picked the Sixers. I'm going to get heat for it, but I did it. Come you on, Josh. Win it all? Yeah. I don't know, bro. Like, I can't pick because it's 50-50. It's fine. You know, I understand you didn't make a decision. It's very difficult. You have three teams. You yeah, clearly tough. have three teams. You either have the Warriors, the Nets, or the Sixers winning the championship. That's very clear. <laughs> um, yeah. But when the, we predict the first round, do our first round predictions, you have to I will. come I up with a man. decision. It's just so tough. Like, these teams are, like, so good. Like, I don't know who to pick. Like, especially coming out the East. Like, the East is tough. So, you know, we actually about to have a special guest coming in soon. So, uh... That was our basketball part. Let us know what you think. Joshua couldn't make a decision on coming out the East or the championship, but I made this decision, and I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for it, especially from Danny and Brandon for picking the Sixers to win the championship. I believe in the Sixers. James Harden, don't let me down. Don't let me down. Uh, but we're about to have a special guest, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be right back. Yeah. So we are back with a special guest. Came back for the third time. I call him the legend, the wrestling goat. He knows about... All types of wrestling, any company. My guy, Fernando, welcome back. You know, we had to have you back for WrestleMania season. It couldn't be WrestleMania without Fernando. Yo, thank you so much, bro. You know, I always appreciate being here, bro. It's always fun, especially for WrestleMania, bro. Biggest event of the year. 
for wrestling at least. Yeah, that's that's true. So Josh, uh, get us started with the topics. Yep. So WrestleMania two night event in Texas, and we're pretty much gonna give you guys opinions on each match. So, what are you guys' predictions for the SmackDown Women's Championship match featuring Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey? All right, Fernando, you go first. I want to hear All this. right, but thank you, bro. So, honestly, mm-hmm. this buildup for Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey has not been the best because, mm-hmm. like, you know, people just really don't, like, like both of their characters on television. Ronda Rousey right now is being portrayed, like, as, like, a good person, even though, like, she's a natural villain, bro, and they could do that really well. So, the buildup, pretty terrible. However, personally, I think that Charlotte Flair is very talented. I love seeing her wrestle. I also think, despite, like, contrary belief, I think Ronda Rousey is pretty good, like, in the wrestling ring as well. And her and Charlotte have had good matches before. So, I mean, like, I'm pretty excited. Personally, the buildup's terrible, though. But personally, so, so who's the winner? Who's the winner? Oh, man. Got to pick one. That's what we're doing. I do have to pick one. I'm going to go with Charlotte. Personally. Hmm. All right. Because is a safe pick all the time, my opinion. <laughs> Always a safe pick. Yeah, I respect that. I think that's a good pick. But I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. I think she's going to win. She came back from the run- at the Royal Rumble, you know, and uh, she won the Rumble. Let's not talk about that useless Rumble pay-per-view, though, the, you know, Brock Lesnar winning. But besides that, you know, of course, Brock Lesnar is, is a talented star, but, you know, obviously the, the, it felt useless But because um, he's already an established star. But I think she's going to win. I think it just makes it – I feel like WWE is going to put the title back on her. Uh, you know, with this matchup, because I do think, you know, we know next WrestleMania is potentially uh, Ronda versus Becky. It might happen. So I think Ronda's going to win. What are you guys thinking for the Raw Women's Championship match featuring Becky Lynch and Bianca Blair? I'm going to say Bianca Blair. I do believe she's going to win. Like, uh, you know, I'm a fan. I'm not, not going to say I'm against this match. We've seen this match a lot of times, Fernando. So I, I do think WWE has that issue of repetitiveness. Um, but I'm gonna go Bianca Blair. It just makes sense. Obviously, you know, she lost the championship at SummerSlam. There's a lot of controversy around it. Um, and it just feels like, you know, she faced Becky Lynch a few times and lost, you know, Becky Lynch used cheating tactics, but I just think she's going to win. I think it just makes sense. She's won it last year at WrestleMania. It just makes sense. The perfect stage for her to now win the Raw championship. I think she's going to win it. Yeah. So I agree completely. I also think Bianca's going to win. I think Becky's been the champion since like Extreme Rules or something like that in September. It's yeah. kind of been a while. So like, you know. Not a lot of, I mean, you know, people love Becky, but I think, I'm, you know, people aren't as excited anymore for this title reign. Definitely, like, Bianca's the right person to go to for a new title reign. So, yeah, I think we got Bianca easy. Yeah, I agree. So, the KO show where Steve Austin is set to confront Kevin Owens. Yeah, so actually, Fernando, this might not be an actual match. It just might happen where uh, Steve Austin comes out. Obviously, Kevin Owens has been violating Texas for a long time. Um, for the buildup, and uh, I just think uh, probably it's possible. Who knows? It might be a match, and but anyway, Steve Austin will be a winner, whether it's a match or just him being on the show. He's in Texas, his hometown. So, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I love Steve Austin at WrestleMania. It's gonna be cool. I hope he hits yeah. a stunner, bro. That's that's all I really want from it. You know, I'd love to see um Steve Austin hit a stunner on Kevin, on Kevin Owens. That'd be like amazing. So, I mean, that's all really I expect out of it. It's, it's gonna be a fun time. Some people say, you know. As you said, it could end up being a match or, you know, could go farther than just the just one stunner from either of them. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see where WWE takes it. Yeah, me too. Next, Edge versus AJ Styles. What are your thoughts on that? Ooh, uh, so if I have to pick a winner, Fernando, I'm going to go with Edge. I think he's going to win. I'm really excited about this heel run he's going on. He turned heel, thought it'd probably be AJ or they would just have a babyface versus babyface match. But I think Edge is going to win. 
I think, uh, you know, he's, it feels like, this is hard though. I'm, this is a toss up, but I'm going to stick with Edge. I think he's just going to win it. I think gets his moment. You know, obviously he lost uh, the WrestleMania before that to Roman Reigns and, and Daniel Bryan, who's now Brian Danielson on AEW. Uh, but um, yeah, I just think he's going to, I think Edge is going to win, get his moment at WrestleMania. He's been waiting a lot, a lot, a lot of years for this, and he deserves it. Well, he did win against Randy Orton, you know, before that, but like in front of fans, I mean. Yeah, I, I also think Edge is going to win, and I agree, like completely. I actually really like the heel work. I like like the chair shot he had the other day on AJ Styles, like during that Rollins match. That was really cool. He's a really good heel. Like he's just he's a great promo skill guy. Yeah, really no, he's incredible, and I think both of them are just like super talented wrestlers. So like WWE was like kind of um you know hinting at this match, and people were like, just do it, just do it, and like you know we weren't sure if we we're going to get it, but we got it. So. It's going to be great. I mean, like, Edge, AJ Styles, like, bro, two super talented wrestlers. Like, what more can you ask for? It's going to be amazing. Hall of Famers. AJ Styles did it in many companies. One of the greats. And Edge, 11-time champion. I mean, so the resume speaks for themselves. Hmm. So next, Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. You know what, Fernando? I'm going to go with Miz and Logan Paul. I think they're going to win. I know it's a little... Ray Mysterio and Lo- Dominic Mysterio. I don't know. I just have a feeling that Miz and Logan Paul are going to win. I'm really, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Miz. He's a great heel. Maybe he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but he deserves it. And then Logan Paul's first match at WrestleMania, I think he's going to do good. I think he's going to, you know, Bad Bunny put set the bar really high. So I think he's going to do a good job. And he gets booed a lot, Logan Paul. So does the Miz. Makes a lot of sense. I think they're going to win. I just feel like, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to win. Yeah, so I'm not really too sure with that either, to be honest. I'm going to go with Ray and Dominic Mysterio because just like, I think like it'll be a good win. Like it'll be a father and son winning at WrestleMania together. Yeah, like it'll be a good feel moment. Also, just because like as you mentioned, like you know people don't like Logan Paul as much whenever he comes out, they boo him. So it'll be great. But I'm 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 real interested to see what they do because sometimes when they bring in celebrities, they kind of want the celebrity to go over and win, as we saw with like the Bad Bunny situation. So you could be could be completely right, but I'm not sure where they'll go with this. I'm I'm gonna go with Ray and Dominic Mysterio. It'll be really cool. Yeah, I just want to say I was watching Raw actually before when Miz and Logan Paul are both from Cleveland. And then they was like, oh, you want to have this match here between the four of them? Like two on two, Miz and Logan Paul versus Dominic and Ray. And Miz was like, no, like he, he was Cleveland, his hometown. And he was like, no, they can't host it. You know, he violated Cleveland. He's such a great heel. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, Miz is awesome, bro, for sure. So next up is Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Yeah, so between that match, you know, uh, I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre again, man. I don't like this match. No offense. Uh, we've seen it too many times. Uh, just get it over with Drew McIntyre. Easy win. Yeah, I think, like, the build-up is really stupid. Like, it features, like, Madcap Moss, right? Madcap Moss is, like, the right-hand man of Happy Corbin. And then, like... They're just laughing all the time. Yeah, like, it's just real weird. It's it's not going to be too interesting. And, I mean, Drew McIntyre is a former WWE champion. You know, Happy Corbin has had his moments in WWE. He's been the king or whatever. He beat Kurt Angle in a retirement match, so... I don't don't want to talk about that, bro. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not joking. But it's just like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) when you mention that, bro, oh, my God pisses me I off. I mean, I gotta say it, right? Because But you're right, it. yeah. But I mean, like, you know, Drew McIntyre, former WWE champion, and just like... I feel bad for him. I feel like he deserves his moment. He obviously beat Brock Lesnar at the main event. He never got his moment, you know, in front of fans. Yeah, for sure. He he didn't get his moments. Kind of messed up. So, like, there's like... I mean, bro, you can't have him lose this match. Like, Drew McIntyre, I mean, like, Corbin... Corbin's a built guy, but, like, it's Drew McIntyre. Like He's gonna win. I'll be stunned yeah. if it was shot. Yeah, yeah. You can't have him lose against Happy Corbin over, like, a feud about Madcap Moss. Like, so weird. Yeah, yeah. So the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. What are your thoughts on that? 
I think it's going to be interesting, but I just don't see the bloodline losing anytime soon. I just think they're going to hold all the gold for a really long time. So I think the Usos are going to win. I mean, they've been, they're one of the best tag teams in WWE. I just see them winning. I just don't see them. I don't know who's going to be the tag team to beat them, but I don't know. I just don't see. I think it's going to be a good match. I'm excited about it. It's a new new team, new challenge. We don't have to see the New Day again them against the Usos. Anyways, by the way, New Days and Usos always putting up great matches. Bangers. Oh, yeah, bangers. And also, shout, you know, shout out. You just wanted to say something about Biggie. Speedy recovery to him, man. So sad about that news. But hopefully it gets better soon. But yeah, this is going to be a great match. But yeah, I, yeah once again, I'll pick uh, uh, the Usos. Yeah, I would pick the Usos as well, like, for every reason you said. And also, like, what are, like what is Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs going to do, like, as the SmackDown Tag Team Champion? Like, I don't really see where WWE wants to go with that. And, like, as you said, like, I don't see the Usos losing anytime soon. And, I mean, you're right, bro. They're definitely one of, like, the top tag teams in WWE. And they've, they've been doing this for a while. There's no way they lose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, also, real quick, I just want to say something about Scott Halls. Obviously, he passed away. Just want to say, you know, condolences to his family, you know. Very tough time. He's a WWE legend, Hall of Famer, and, um, you know, just wanted to just say that. So next, the WWE champion versus the Universal champion, winner take all, championship unification match. With WWE champion Brock Lesnar versus the Universal champion Roman Reigns. What are your thoughts? I'm looking forward to it. Yay, third time in six years. Woo! Or seven years. Excited, I guess. But I oh, look, I'm I'm not this is obviously this would have been a dream matchup if they haven't competed against each other too many times. Yes, the babyface heel, they're different people, but like I said, we know the moves are gonna be the same. So I'm gonna just go Roman Reigns, just don't see him losing. I don't know when he's gonna lose, but it's not happening at WrestleMania. He's gonna win it every he's gonna win. Yeah, WWE has been like really pushing Roman Reigns, like obviously they're, forever. They're pushing him to be the greatest, like ever. That's what they're pushing, like as champion. His reign is crazy; it's like over five hundred days. Yeah. He's already the greatest Universal Champion ever. And they also had a WWE like Madison Square Garden live event. I'm not sure, maybe like a month. Oh ago yeah, he was standing on top of Brock. Yeah. Yeah, he was standing on top of Brock. Like he beat up Brock. He put him like on like he, you know, like the steps when you go into the ring. Like he like he had him there on the steps. He was bloody. He was standing over him. Like, and he said, acknowledge, t- bro- like, yeah. acknowledge me, basically. WWE know. posted that. Like, everyone was talking about it. Like, I think, like, that was kind of, like, the foreshadow for what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. Roman Reigns is going to... But I do hope there's no interference. Hopefully, it'll be a clean match. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, But, yeah, I also think Roman Reigns, like, I don't know, just WWE has been doing so much with him. Like, obviously, like, Brock Lesnar has always... In any capacity, he'll always be a champion, you know, Brock Lesnar. But, like, I just think, like... Roman Reigns, like, this is WWE's pick. Like, WWE wants and need Roman Reigns. Yeah, Vince, even though it was against pushing him all these years as a face, you know, I'm just speaking from the outside, but, like, it seems like whenever Vince, like, has a pick, he's going with it no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a Vince uh, characteristic trait. Yeah, that's true. So next, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. I'm so, say, yeah, go ahead first. You go for Nando. Um, as I mentioned earlier, like, it's just really a WWE thing to, like, have, like, the celebrity win these matches. And also, like, Johnny Knoxville, like, kind of a legend. Like, if you've seen any of the Jackass movies, like, I, you know, he, he's a real, like, cultural icon. And, like, I don't really know, like, what stunts he's going to do there. Like, because he's a stunt man, So, like, obviously he's going to do, like, a crazy spot that's going to be his thing. But I, I think, like, you know, I love Sami Zayn. But knowing WWE, they're definitely going to give Knoxville a little moment here. Unless unless WWE's unhinged and they just let Sami Zayn like beat the hell out of him, because Johnny Knoxville is crazy, he might just want to get like you know beaten up by Sami Zayn at WrestleMania in front of like a bunch of people. That might just be what he wants. 
But he also, WWE might just want him to win. So I'm going to go with Johnny Knoxville just because, you know, they usually want the celebrity to win in these celebrity matchups. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn is doing the one of the best. Like, I just love his the work that he's doing in the ring. His heel work. He's just a really good wrestler. I feel like he deserves more respect. Um, I think he's going to win. I think this is the perfect opportunity to make him destroy the legend. I mean, uh, like, a, you know, he's very famous. You can see when he comes in, the, uh, when his music hits and he comes into the WWE ring. He's very famous. He's very popular. Um, like you say, he's been in those type of movies. Um, but I think Sami Zayn's going to win. How to increase Sami Zayn to be even more booed? Make him win in convincing fashion. So Sami, is, Sami Zayn for the victory. So next, the Raw Tag Team Championship match with the RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. I'm going to go with RK Bro. I think they're going to win. It doesn't seem like they wanted to split them up yet, but it seems like this would be a perfect split. Like a, it could even be a main event, Randy Orton versus Riddle, the way the storyline is, just based on the storyline. We've seen it with Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens. They had that kind of storyline. It's that kind of level. Um, yeah, I just think they're gonna I think they're gonna win. I think they'll get their moment at WrestleMania. The fans love RK Bro, they're very famous. The merch, they're they're top sellers. I just think they're gonna win. It's gonna be a good match, though. I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be a great match, honestly. Um, I love the Street Profits. I'm a Me huge too. fan of the Street Profits. Yeah, I like the work they do. They were even considering them splitting them up, like putting them in different uh, brands. But I'm happy they didn't do that. I really do enjoy them. But my, these two guys could be in the, like stars in the division. Montefiore is so great. That uh, off the heaven move that he always does from the heavens. Like that move is so crazy. The, 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 how high he jumps. No, and, dude, I agree completely. Montez yeah. Ford is like has superstar like written all over him. All over him, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, like he is, but yeah, Angelo Dawkins too is a great. Like he has some great moves in the ring, great wrestler. I just, but if anything, if the RK bro weren't gonna win, I think Street Prof they haven't hold that that gold for a little while. So you know, if yeah, they I'm weren't, gonna, it, I'm gonna just go with the Street Profits mm. just because like I want I want to see him win. I love the Street Profits. I do yeah, love totally. RK bro, but like, I mean, like as you said, we 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 could be getting to, you know closer to this Randy Orton real match. And but I, awesome. if they want to break it up, I know SummerSlam's around the corner. That's fine, but. That, that It has to be in a big pay-per-view. Word, word. So next, the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Aria Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. So, Fernando, this one is, to me, like, I'm a huge fan of Liv Morgan. I feel like, you know, she deserves a title, like, you know, the, the Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown, or even Tag Team Champion. But I'm going to go with Sasha Banks and Naomi. I think Sasha Banks, you know, just speaking speak on her, it's one of my favorite wrestlers. Obviously, a WrestleMania record, 0-6. It just makes a lot of sense to give her to her. She'll be the first three-time, I think, uh, Tag Team Champion. She's won it twice already. I don't think anybody's won it three times. Naomi, the Team Bad reunion. I think it just makes a lot of sense. It's, it's cool. I think I think they deserve to win it. Sasha Banks deserves for that record to be, to at least break that streak and, I think she, I think she should win, but who knows? WWE knowing WWE, they might pull out Shocker. You saw it with the Iconics when in, in WrestleMania before. Yeah, Our previous like this, WrestleMania. Yeah, this is this is a real interesting match. Just like as you said, like you never know what WWE can do. Um, I would love Sasha Banks and Naomi to win as well. I think Naomi definitely deserves um a bit more love in WWE. Than yeah, she she does, definitely deserves more respect. She's a really great wrestler, very talented. Yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna go with Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. No, I, I, I'm because, not like, mad at that pick because like I don't know if. It's just like constantly having like Liv Morgan just be so close to these moments and not win. Like that is such a WWE thing. But like, there's no way they do this at WrestleMania. Like the fans are just gonna like implode, bro. I don't know. I don't know what they'll do. They'll 
This is gonna be cool. Maybe you might be right because maybe maybe of course no like they're in Dallas, Texas, right? Yeah. But but like obviously Sasha Banks record will go more. Do do they want Sasha Banks record to be broken in LA? Right? Word. Or instead no knock on Dallas. Of course, great city, great place. But but knowing WWE, they might I mean they're rumoring for Rock and Reigns at WrestleMania. They clearly want to take it seems like they're taking the LA one very seriously. Yeah. Who knows? But I think she. They, I think they'll. They will win it. I just believe it. But who knows? Come next, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Yeah, this. <sighs> this, this you this go be, first. You go first, Fernando. I don't know. This is gonna be a funny, interesting match. I really like Pat McAfee. By the way, he's a really good in ring. His commentary skills off the roof. He has made me want to watch SmackDown just because of his commentary and how we violate Austin Theory. He's just great. But yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like Pat, Pat McAfee is just. Like incredible, like on the mic, on commentary, like this, this guy's great. Um, I just did want to mention. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. There could be a Vince McMahon involvement in the Pat McAfee Austin. Oh, is he gonna match. be the special guest referee? There's, they're saying he he will be there in some capacity, bro. He'll be there in some capacity. That can't that's be, what I heard, bro. Can't be oh. WrestleMania without Vince McMahon. Exactly. So you know, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Austin Theory. He was huge when he was um on the indies still, but like since then I haven't really like seen what people were seeing in him then. And I see I like everything. His charisma in... though, I think he got he's, he got he does have charisma. charisma. Like you, it's he's he got swagger. Yeah, but I think you know, Pat McAfee's a cool guy, bro. I, I I hope he gets a nice little WrestleMania moment, bro. But uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna go with Pat McAfee just because you know Austin Theory, interesting guy, but not really the guy I want to see win. Mm. I'm going to go I think because it's a Vince guy I think Austin Theory is going to win it I think because he's he's being pushed as to be a top star I really do I really do like I'm a huge fan of Austin Theory I think he's there he's doing a good job you know just comes like guy a lot of good charisma good swagger he's good on the mic he's getting better um, I believe he could be a, he could be a good wrestler it's obviously going to take time for him to be a star but I think he will win it's a Vince McMahon guy he's clearly a, one of Vince McMahon's favorites and I think he's going to win but well, I'll be yeah, that's true. Pat but I would say Pat McAfee is also, you know, a guy that Vince McMahon really likes. He was he was that's, recently that's tough. Vince McMahon got to pick one then. No, yeah, because Vince McMahon was actually recently on the Pat McAfee show for like an oh, hour. Oh yeah, that was bro. great too. Yeah. No, yeah, that that was awesome. And it's like, bro, like Vince McMahon giving you an hour of his day—that's insane, bro. Like, he's not a, not he's a lot so of people get that. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of people get like that treatment. So I'm not sure. True, they're both favorites, I, bro. You're right. That that was a really good thing to point out. I actually didn't think about that. You're right. They're both. Austin Theory is a Vince McMahon guy for sure. Handpicked. I, I, do, I do believe Austin Theory because, you know, he's going to um, – Pat McAfee could – you know, he's he's wrestled before in NXT against Adam Cole. So, um, I do think – I do think Austin Theory is going to win because, you know, Vince McMahon is clearly pushing for him. But when it comes to the commentary, oh, my goodness, what Pat McAfee has been able to do. It's just incredible. Superb. Yeah. So, news is broke that Triple H has retired from in-ring wrestling. What is your reaction to this, and what is your favorite Triple H moment? Fernando, you got the floor. No, yeah, it's definitely, you know, real sad to hear that there won't be any more in-ring from Triple H, even though sometimes some people might not enjoy when he's there. Like, I still think, like, he's incredible. Um, you know, super storied career. Like, he's been part of so many, like, important um, moments in wrestling history. So, like, he, you know, much respect to Triple H. It was real sad to hear that. Um my favorite Triple H moment, it was kind of hard to choose, but when he became the undisputed champion after beating Chris Jericho, I think that's pretty. That's a pretty big moment because that undisputed championship, like, 
Rain by Chris Jericho was, was pretty big, pretty important, like unseen up to that point, if I'm not mistaken. So to have Triple H win that, like, you know, that, that's one of the more um, well-known, like, Triple H moments. But I will say, in another, like, favorite moment I have, when him and, um, when he was in that, like, mixed tag team match at WrestleMania, like, about mm, 2018, oh, with, with Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle. And, yeah, uh, that was, that was pretty sick. I don't know, that, that was a fun moment for some reason. That was really cool. It was, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, Hall say, of Famers in there. Yeah, so I'll say, like, yeah. when, when he beat Chris Jericho, definitely, that's a big moment. Like, you know, undisputed WWE champion, that's, that's incredible. But that moment with Ronda Rousey was pretty cool. It was a really good introduction for her into the company. So I think, like... Perfect introduction, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I don't know. There's too many moments with him, but those are, like, the top two that immediately came into my mind. Yeah, so my reaction to this, obviously, is very sad, you know, to hear that he won't be wrestling in ring anymore but obviously i'm just so happy that he's better obviously it, was, it took a lot of months he came on a stephen a smith uh uh on 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 espn i think it was on uh, it was on youtube i watched that whole interview and just it took you know it was definitely it was a tough experience for him it was just came out of nowhere what he he had to go through and i'm just so happy he's better and he's getting healthier every day so just happy to hear that he's yeah doing better but yeah of course it's very sad to hear he's one of a legends hall of famer no question a 14 time champion his testament he's uh, and Fernando, you know, you know this well, Fernando. He's brought a lot of people over. He's taken a lot of L's in WrestleMania. He's taken a lot of people. Batista's been over, you know, a lot of Randy Orton, a lot of stars. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, you know, a lot of stars. But I mean, favorite moment. So I'm gonna t- uh, should I can I give you a team one? Yeah, that's that's fine, bro. All right. So I, I was thinking my favorite is Evolution. Like just him being in Evolution. I've watched the whole thing. You know, obviously, I didn't get to watch it at a young age, but then I got to watch it on YouTube a lot and really followed it to see this faction, how dominant they were. You know, what comes in with, you know, himself, Ric Flair, Randy Orton, Batista. Then they kick Randy Orton, wins the championship. They kick him out the group. Randy Orton becomes an established star. He's getting there. And then Batista wins the Royal Rumble in a controversy 2005, by the way, John Cena and Batista uh, victory. And then they have to do it again, and Batista wins. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to choose this brand. No, I'm choosing you, Batista Bombs, and Batista wins in WrestleMania. And then 2014, the Shield and Evolution, the reunion of Evolution. Again, how cool was that? I just, I'm just, i just a huge fan of Evolution. Anytime we talk about the best factions in, in, in WWE history, I think of Evolution. And he, building this Evolution was a huge part of why, you know, I believe Batista and Randy became the stars that they are today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, Listen, I can name like a hundred Triple H moments probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> DX. We didn't even talk about DX. Yeah, exactly. You know? We didn't even talk about DX. We didn't talk about his matches with The Undertaker. This guy has all oh, the back. The, yeah, if I was going to talk about singular moments, I definitely know that Triple H Undertaker back to back matches they had. They're really good. They're I was so talking about good. his singular moments, but they got so much in the past that, you know, wasn't even born. So I even, like, it was so many in the past that he's, he's, oh, let's not even talk about, I, you're not going to lie, even though, like, I'm not, you know, in 2016 when Reigns was like in the Royal Rumble and then Triple H was number 30 and he came out and won the championship. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was kind of mad at that at, at that time. but I was happy that he won it because I don't think a lot of people wanted Reigns to win it. So, But it was that's, cool to see him like, wait, Triple H? That was a shocker. Yeah, that was a shocker. But it also like not a shocker. Like such a WWE thing, you know what I mean? That's true. But I was kind of happy for him. Like Triple H is just, he, yeah, I know it was a small run, but like I, I was still happy to see that. No, yeah, for sure. Cool. I, I, anything Triple H is, is cool, to be honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, DX like, got to be up there too. Totally even agree. like just the entrances, bro. Like his entrances. Oh yeah, are... the, with the water bottle spinning, <laughs> the water. Yeah, bottle. yeah, the water bottle spinning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like everyone knows about that. Like everyone does that, and they think about him, bro. They're like, yeah, facts, facts. That's they're like, yo, facts. yeah. I, I saw Triple H do it. So yeah, I mean, just like incredible career. And as you said, I mean, just real happy to to hear that he's better now. Um, you know, he made sure to go through a process real well, kept it quiet, and then you know just came and told us the story after. So. Shout out Triple H, real good man. Um, Shout out to these companies, WWAW, for keeping that, you know, kind of information secured. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, you know. AEW's done it with, you know, Brody Lee, you know. Yeah. And same thing with uh, Triple H. So, they're just good at keeping that in-house. And and when the time has come, they they speak on it. No, yeah, it's it's real good to see that. Beautiful. Well, that concludes episode 17 of the Straight Sports Podcast. You know, once again, Fernando, thank you for coming on for the episode for WrestleMania season, you know, maybe SummerSlam, you know, you're coming for all the big events, you know, maybe next time we could talk about a top five all-time wrestling list, you know, I want to hear that from you, so. Yeah, for sure, and it's definitely going to take me until the summer to figure it out, bro, I'm yeah. going to have debates <laughs> with myself every day about it, yeah, but yeah, but it's, real, it's, 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 yeah, so real thankful for both of you guys yeah. inviting me, oh, always, um, always love coming on here, bro. Yeah, so I always appreciate it, but once again, yeah, this is episode 17, you can Follow us on Instagram at the Straight Sports Podcast and uh, let us know. You know, our, we, me and Joshua made our prediction. Even though Joshua wasn't too sure about the championship picture, <laughs> I but pick. I made my prediction about the win. I'm not going to say not because Fernando's on the show, so he can hear it after. Um, <laughs> who I picked to win the championship, let us know. I'm going to get a lot of heat for it. Um, and also at WrestleMania, let us know. I mean, what do you think? You know, we, we make our predictions right. But, you know, once again, thanks for tuning in and uh, see you next time. Yeah, thanks for watching. Peace.